never fear, Simon Belmont is here. The soundtrack to this damn thing got me good. It sounds like you literally did an acid trip about three hours ago. We're gonna go put jalapeno peppers back in my eyes. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Immortal Pixels Podcast for the game of Shovel Knight. I am the host for this episode. My name is Brian Pachuki, and to my left we have... Derek Hendrick. Will Atkinson. Craig Schumann. Nate Stevens. Esteban Santana Santana. And as you all know, with our podcast, we always start with a question to the group. And today's question is, in the game of Shovel Knight, the main character uses a shovel as his weapon. So the Spoiler question will alert. be... There will always be spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> what household item would you use if you couldn't use a shovel, but you, but you had to pick something? So I will start and I will go with... A, what is a nod to this game? I'm going to use a cane, mm. which Scrooge McDuck uses in DuckTales, and you you can use it, as they so eloquently showed, as a pogo stick to bounce off the enemies, and you can use it as a golf club to whack enemies. I would use an umbrella simply because you can close it and use it as you know a whacking weapon, or you can open it up and jump straight off of something and sail across the gap, and I think that would be fantastic. Or you could do the shield knight thing where other people are bouncing on you. Yeah, you could you could use it to block attacks too, couldn't you? It would you? turn into a sunset overdrive thing. They'd bounce really high. Oh, yeah, or you could cool. just be like the penguin and just modify your umbrella into a crazy weapon that fires machine guns. Or that's that World War One thing where you shoot balls of whatever into someone's thigh. I think World War One. Okay. Oh yeah, the spy gear thing. Yeah. Personally, I think not particularly for its usefulness, but I think the idea of smacking somebody with a keyboard would be pretty cool, so I think that's where <laughs> I'm going to go. Nice. <laughs> keyboard? That's what you're going to All Shake right. That. Okay, I can, I can Wait, see no. that. Will, will not Will, survive level being one Dvorak. <laughs> Dvorak? Yeah, that's a good question. Is it Dvorak, or is it uh, QWERTY, or is it AZERT? All of the above. All of the above. Yes, All right. Three keyboards strapped to each other. <laughs> go ahead, Craig. What do you got? I got a plumber, because, you know, suction people's faces off and shit. A, a plumber? plumber? Yeah. Do you, you mean, mean the human? The, the, the human plumber? I definitely meant a plunger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't want to say anything because I'm like, maybe there's some oh, item that I'm not aware of called plunger. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I will Nope, there definitely is not. There's definitely just a plunger. Boosh. And, uh, <laughs> I guess plumbers get sucked with people's <laughs> Well, they do have some kind of suction, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I suppose they could. But yeah, see, I I was, I was, what I would use as a household appliance. Personally, I was picturing like you having a plumber strapped to your back that was like attacking (laughs) for you. It's just Mario. It's like Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Just throw yeah. the plumber at them. Yeah, just throw the plumber at Ra- them and then ratchet, right? re- retrieve it. Hey, you never know. They might have like yeah, a cable ratchet, yeah. system with them. Yeah, Banjo Kazooie. Like yeah, no, no. They they have the little uh, the little snake thing that 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 clears out the pipes. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Used to clean out. Tell me more about how would the plunger exactly work? Yeah, it's like a snake. It's like Metal Gear Solid. Same snake. Yeah. Totally. Obviously, never seen Doctor Who. If you don't know how you can kill somebody with a plunger. Now I'm thinking of that Bad Company trailer. Oh, the real solid Man. snake. <laughs> yeah. So what do you envision the plunger doing exactly? Because I feel like it would bring enemies closer to you. Do you just apply to the face and pull them right in? <laughs> apply to the face and start just plunging them. <laughs> Uh, mm, Eventually, okay. they'll get annoyed by it and just run away. Or you take out yeah, their exactly. guts or, with it. I mean, maybe they suffocate. You I want to see that. How are you going to take out the guts with a plunge? <laughs> Very carefully. Nate, what household item would you well, use? Mine's more of a tower defense strategy. Uh, I'm pretty lazy. Uh-oh. So mine is the classic toaster Shocking. in the pool. Sorry, in the bathtub. 
Mm. You need electricity and a body. So you yeah, basically have to wait for all your enemies here. to come to your place. Absolutely, tower defense. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd use a. Also, I, I'm gonna Nate uses the Rube Goldberg <laughs> defense manual. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's got to be like one of those clawfoot tubs so I can put it in the doorway so they like stumble into it. And then I'm like, toaster. You also, know what you I could have, do is you could leave the bucket of water above the door. Yeah, that's so right. that, and then I, the I toaster, have, they like step into it. I also have a foot powered flywheel that generates the electricity. But it the also it plays really weird music box tunes. flywheel agitates. Um, <laughs> A feather, and the feather tickles a hamster, oh my and the hamster <laughs> runs over and grabs the tennis yes, ball. exactly. And then, yep. Do you want to kill them Esteban, now or <laughs> ten years from now? I'm cool waiting. Esteban, please save us. Uh, I'm going to pick a, a flashlight, but specifically a oh, maglite flashlight. Oh, the old school one? Yes. Like the... Should you say flashlight or flashlight? Mm. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that one to your imagination. <laughs> uh, Introducing the flashlight. <laughs> they both use like six D batteries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what flashlight are you using? Six D batteries. I want one of those. Where do you get those? Yeah. I have bought one of the hosts of this show a flashlight before. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> oh yeah, because with the but he didn't. Right? Yeah, he threw it away. <gasps> What a boo, boo! <laughs> so boring. All right, all right. On to the actual. No, no, no. Game. But, but yeah, the, you know, you can use it as a club. You can use the batteries inside of it to like power random things. Not as powerful as a toaster, but you know, it has a spring inside, so you can, you know, it's it's versatile. That that does make sense. Yeah. Before we get into the game, just like to remind all of our listeners that just like all of our podcasts, this is very spoiler heavy. So if you haven't played the game and you wish to remain in the surprised dark. in the dark, please play the game and come back and listen to us afterwards. It's nice and short, so just yeah. knock it out. Oh yeah, you can finish this game. There's a trophy for finishing this game under an hour and a half. So. Good fucking luck if that's your first Well, yeah, first playthrough, <laughs> at least it'll take probably three or four hours, but Jeez. eventually you can get it. More than that. Hours. Yeah, I'd say eight would be a nice round number. Just a quick two-second, what is Shovel Knight? Shovel Knight is, so he's a character, it's supposed to be, I guess, like medieval times, or some fantasy version of medieval times. He goes on quests throughout his career, and he has this love of his life, Shield Knight, with him, and they go on this one quest to the Hyde Tower, and she gets lost, and he is heartbroken, so he kind of goes into exile, and then comes out when he hears about that there is Enchantress, I think is what they call her? Yes, the Enchantress. Yeah, and she's this, you know, powerful being, and she's causing havoc, so he needs to come out of retirement and basically save the day. So she has her knights... They are the eight bosses of the first eight levels. They are not the knights of the round table. No. We're knights uh, of the... So let's talk about some of the knights. So the first n- knight you come a- across is you play an intro level and you come across kind of your rival, Black Knight, who also, as you find out, has a kind of love interest with Shield Knight. Love triangle. Of course he does. And you fight him in the first intro and then you fight him a couple other times. You actually, I think you fight him a total of three times, I believe, at least. Did I just He's forget pretty cool. that He's immediately? Yeah, I was going to say, what's, so what is He's our... Just a- black palette swap of the main character yes. oh yes oh okay and i like how he does so a, a lot of your moves are taken from games like you can you know you have the shovel so you can hit people with the shovel as you power it up you can do kind of a, like a blast if you have full life sort of how like in uh, legend of zelda you have like the, the master sword and you can fire a blast at people and then you can also use it like a polo stick on people and i like the plague knight kind of has that same all those same moves uh he has a little bit more too but he has at least 
it, variations of your moves. You um, mean the Black Knight? Oh, sorry, yeah. At first, when I first fought him, I thought I was just fighting, like, like myself or Shadow my Shadow. Me, or, yeah. yeah. Didn't realize he was an actual person until way later. Yeah, I agree. So what are the what is the the group of knights called? They're called the Order of No the Court. Order. There we go. That's right. Uh, You're okay. welcome. So that's Black Knight. So the first knight you come across is King Knight, who's pretty real easily. In fact, you can beat him probably in a couple seconds. So I don't know if anybody has any quick things on him, or we could skip on. He's not really that interesting to me. How does confetti hurt you? That's a great question. There's it's, a lot of things in the it's game. It's like, how does Shit blows up in your face. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. you've never had a paper cut? <laughs> death that by a thousand yeah, paper hurts. cuts? Man. <laughs> so it's death by a thousand paper cuts? Razor confetti. That would be an awful death. Yes, it would it be. Doesn't sound no, good. it really doesn't. It's a great introduction, boss, to kind of introduce you to the gameplay mechanics. Does a good job of kind of saying, hey, hey this is what it's going to take to kill some people. Yeah. Confetti. He's, he's nice that if you just cuts. jump on him, he. He almost has nothing it. to Get on defend it. himself jump, above his head. Jump. Well, that's so, what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You could literally beat him in like 10 seconds. Yeah, he just goes to the confetti. You just jump on him and just keep pouncing on him. And So what's after generic knight? I mean, king knight. <laughs> <laughs> so afterwards, you can actually start to pick knights in your... Well, they split it. So there's four knights in the first half, four knights in the second half, and king knights one in the first and the four... In the fir- one of the four in the first half. But afterwards, you can pick any of the next three, and then when you get to the second half, you could pick any of the four in whatever order you want. I went next with Spectre. Hello, Super Mario Bros. Yeah. Reference. It looked very Super Mario Bros. But I went Spectre Knight. I don't know what, what everybody else went. Spectre Knight was kind of cool. I liked that. So he's kind of like a knight version of the Grim Reaper, and when he's fight, undead. As you knock, I think like around three quarters of his life away, then he does. He puts everything into darkness, it's, so it makes it a little tougher. Like at the beginning, the first time I fought him, I was like, oh, okay, it's a little bit... But then you get real... You could see it much easier as you played it like, the second time you faced it. it. It triggers after he drops below three three bubbles. Yeah, and I think it's somewhere around like three-quarters, seven-eighths of his life away. A lot of these... A lot of all the knights in this, the first time you go through, it's normally just... You're probably going to die the first time. It's just a yes. matter of, okay, can I learn enough of you just what this to... guy's pattern is so that the next time yes. I go through, can I survive Or this? if you're buying items, like if you're buying... Like, I went through the game because there's a trophy for not buying anything, not spending a single coin. Um, so I was playing all of them without health upgrades, without any of the magic that you can get, you know, shovel and shield updates. So yeah, it's all about pattern, but you can also use items. And if you, then if you, you can find certain items, uh, work well against certain bosses. So yeah, it's just about, which is also, again, back to a Mega Man reference about finding what is like the combination to beat the bosses. Yeah. What's the weakness? Yeah. What'd you think of the actual level that left that led up to Spectre Knight? Kind of the, yeah, so, uh, I mean, because so, obviously the mechanics uh, are introduced to us levels before that, you even which, reach um, the main boss. I think it also happens in another bo- another board as well, where you have that where it goes dark, and then you're, yeah. you're seeing like you is just kind of almost like shadowy, and then you have to figure out what where the ledge is that you have to jump off because where it ends and if you pretty fall, annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Goddamn frogs. Goddamn, Goddamn frogs, frogs is right. Electricity. Hated those things. Bane of my existence for yep. the entirety of that level. Yep. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Or Shocked that one spot you where you have uh, two of the ledge. frogs. One of them is in a little room that you have to drop a thing to get to. And then the other one is just jumping around. The, f- the first couple of times that I went through that, because I obviously died, 
I thought that you had to get the second frog on the platform to lower the platform. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, this uh, is impossible. How the hell are you supposed to do this? But no, what you were supposed to do is go over to the other platform on the right side of the screen, and then there was a skeleton there, a dead skeleton, but still. And then you move the platform up, move the skeleton over, and then lower the other platform and got to the, the next stage. I can't remember which stage had the rainbow gargoyle bullshit thing oh my goodness hated that thing oh it was like uh, a gargoyle and you smacked it and it puked rainbows and then the, you run on the rainbows oh, you probably guys didn't get that place? far yes yeah it okay. was it was and they also had that in the final yeah yeah as well. so yeah. polar really night that and then you know, yeah the final yep. when lady of chen chan really yeah that and mechanic. and it was it's, it's one of the platforms that like if you just stand there it will fall because of your weight, and then you you know of course mm-hmm. there's no bottom. So you actually have to, you have it hits the bottom, and it'll just sit there. No, really? No, it's no. It's I thought it fell out. You die. No, you don't die. It'll hit the bottom, and then you'll just sit there. If there's something to land on. Yeah. No, the but, the platform itself that you can hit and knock around, it won't go any further than the bottom of the screen. Which platform are you talking about? I there? can't disprove your These craziness. Platforms that you hit, and then they spew this rainbow stuff that you have to run across. Then you have to hit it again. And it, it sounds like you literally did an acid trip about three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on the other side of this listening to it, and all of a sudden you just hear, so, uh, so I hit the gargoyle, but it's like a floating gargoyle. When it hit the end of the wall, it sunk, and it was cool, yeah. because I just stayed really at the crazy. bottom. Then I, then I jumped, jumped on it, and, you know, just things started. And I'm like, again. spewing rainbows, <laughs> like, out of it. It's like puking rainbows, man. <laughs> Gotta try yeah. acid. There's, there's Wait, a new game plus. It, what was yeah, that? So was it no Critter Crunch? Falls down Critter Crunch was plus. the one where they just no. vomited rainbow. <laughs> I'm sure you can yeah. die on that I'm thing. Pretty, yeah. I mean, I don't think I ever got that far because I specifically was avoiding it. But I'm. How did you not get that I, far? I, we all just okay. played this game. What is what the wrong hell with are you, you? talking about? <laughs> so I was playing earlier. He and this he is what fail. I remember when I was playing. So, so that was Spectre Knight. My third night that i chose was uh plague night so plague night was cu- was very cool his board was very chemically so it was all like these different like nice and trippy like psych- yeah psychedelic chemicals mm-hmm. all over the level was called the explodatorium if i remember correctly. something like that mm-hmm. yeah very and then when you get to him he does these weird things where he has this incredible jumping ability so he would move all over the screen and then he would throw things at you and then he, he would also build up these big test tube humongous sized test tubes of like chemicals and then they would explode and i thought that was a really good, fun boss to play so yeah, I, is your favorite isn't it no he's definitely not my favorite but he was a, a very interesting boss to face see i thought plague knight was a very chaotic battle but it was by far the most straightforward because i would just keep jumping uh, no, on him and King keep Knight following him around stra- King Knight was the most straightforward you just get on top of him once and just sit there and <laughs> see i had issues with king knight so whatever really yeah, because I didn't know the mechanics. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. I didn't That's what like... that boss is all about, is, you know, learning the mechanics. I didn't feel like there was a lot of strategy to beating Plague Knight. No. Just... No, no. There, there was not. It was just there, jump on um... him and stay with him. Yeah, there Plague Knight? Really... The way My he kind was of jumping boss. around, you yeah, couldn't really stay, stay on top of him. I mean, well, that's, that's pretty much the, the what you try to do with every boss, though. Like, it's, it's basically just bounce on him and stay on top of him. Right. I'm, I'm just saying that it was... No, no, like yeah. All over the place. Uh, let me rephrase. I'm not saying that I stayed on top of him constantly and beat him in 10 seconds. I'm saying that, that the strategy involved with yeah. him was, was relatively straightforward, and there wasn't... He didn't really defend from the top upward? either. Oh, he threw yeah. vials upward? I mean, I... 
I don't know. It was yeah, a very that's, chaotic. That's why he's I, a very I just interesting. Did it a couple boss, hours ago, yeah. it was very chaotic, but it was it was still straightforward. It wasn't like uh, Treasure Knight, which we'll get to in a second, where he, you had to time his attacks and and try and figure out what he was gonna do next, or even Specter Knight, where you you were trying to figure out where he was going to throw his his scythe, Specter uh, Knight, so that you had to evade that. Specter Knight, I just stood in one spot and jumped, and that was the entire fight. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Treasure Knight is underwater boss. They gotta have underwater levels. Yeah, I was just I gonna like say that. Like, I like that's, that level. That's the uh, you know, <sighs> as they they played it up is the typical underwater level, right? And of course, you can fish in that level too, right? Yes, you can. <laughs> well, you can fish into all the levels, right? But that one doesn't make sense. <laughs> Fishing underwater. <laughs> you ever fished underwater, bro? No, none of them really makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. Like there was parts where I was like using the fishing things. I'm just in this random space, and I'm. How the hell? Where am I going and grabbing these stuff from? Does like, it ever benefit you to fish over time? Like, if you just sit there and fish longer and longer, do you get better and more rare items? I don't know. Every is time it I just come, like once per I area? think it's the same thing because every time okay. I come back and fish in the same spot, thing, it's the same. And then a bunch of trash after that. Okay. As far as I've seen, I've always just gotten the same item every time when I've fished in one area and I've come back. Okay. Um, well, if you get like a a big fish, then the next time you'll go get like. Well, usually I get like a gem or something and I'll get the same gem and the same. And then one time on one of the intro levels, you get one of the fish from that truthful fish. Yep. Oh, no, wait a minute. Don't, I'm not treasure. Go talk to the king boss man if you need any stuff. He gave me yellow ichor. Yeah, because I think I was you mean icor? <sighs> so treasure night. Any? We'll get to that. Underwater level? Anybody? I like. I enjoyed it. I like the way the I water liked mechanics kind of worked. The big daddy of... Yeah, that's the classic old like underwater jump level where you're the... like... Everything's in slow-mo because you're underwater, so when you jump, you're... Like your momentum ever. goes... Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something weird about it in this game, right? Where... So if you... It, it, oh, the, the you height off. Yes, yeah. the, the height was dependent on how long you press the jump button. Yeah. yeah. With with a limit. Yes, with a limit. Well, yeah, you can't just jump forever. Just, <laughs> so that would have been nice. Level. Just continuously go up until you... <laughs> that would have been really nice, but I mean, no. I don't know if most of the levels are only one thing high. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, I, I, I like that mechanic because, at, again, it took me a while to figure out what the actual difference was. Why am I jumping farther or higher now than I was the last time I did this? And at first I thought it was, oh, because I'm running underwater and that's why I jump faster. But no, it turns out that I, I just held the button down longer when I was running. That's a really, really, really common mechanic. <laughs> How did it take you that long to figure out? It, was, it's not- it took me like half a level. Oh, okay. I never it's fully realized that. It wasn't it wasn't the same mechanic as you're used to. They did something strange with the way like your direction was also tied to whether or not you were going up. It was something where you didn't have full two-way direction once you let off or something like that. Yeah, it, it was, was there was some weird odd. control oddity when mm-hmm. you were doing that, so. I never experienced that. I never noticed. Doesn't mean I didn't experience it. I so played I this level. next. I did. It was either Tinker Knight or Polar Knight. I believe I did Tinker Knight before. But either way, we'll just go with Tinker Knight, which is back to Derek's thing. Is Tinker Knight would be my favorite knight because Tinker Knight's awesome because he's he's super small, and unlike all the other knights who fight by themselves. Tinker Knight's the boss that transformed into a like a secondary boss, right? Yes, yeah. which is awesome because Tinker Knight is this little guy who's like yeah, really, tripping over himself. So he's the down. gnome. Yes, he's a gnome. Okay. He's a bitty. All right. 
the other ones they all fight by themselves but he's so small and you think that he's such an easy boss but then it turns out he just built right and you take him out super quick him. too the oh, first boss or really first cool. uh, kind of attempt throw and you're like uh yeah that was yeah, strangely you, easy yeah even there was the nothing to game. that thing yeah and then all of a sudden you fall, and then he gets into the real... Like, He's kind of fun, because when he goes into his robots, he, there's like a platforming section yes. to actually get up to the That's spot cool where too. you can damage him. And then you have to do the thing, you stand on his machine, and then you pogo him, and then go back to the thing, because he fires a missile upwards, and then keep redoing that. He goes forward, so then you fall off, but if you can get on the platform, you can stay up there, and yeah, he, yep. just an interesting... Like that, He's definitely my favorite knight. Uh, let's go to Polar Knight. As we That's had the water board, this is the ice board. Yes, the obligatory ice board. Yep. I think the coolest thing about Polar Knight is that all the other knights are kind of, they relish in the evil and they relish in beating Shovel Knight for nefarious reasons. Polar Knight is the one guy who's kind of like, and they even have this little t- talk before the, the boss battle where he's like, well, you know, what are you doing this for Polar Knight? It seemed like he was just more interested in fighting you as kind of like a rivalry, rivalry thing rather than like, he's doing this to take over the world or anything. So I thought that was kind of cool. It wasn't the typical, I'm just a bad guy. This they was were the first Shovel Knight. Yeah, he had a, he had his own shovel. He had the uh, the snowplow shovel. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the first times where actual characterization of a sub boss was kind of a thing. Normally, you know, sub bosses are just there to be henchmen for the the real bad guys, yeah. and this was actually had a story and motivation. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's weird do. how cool it was. Mm-hmm. There were also the sub sub bosses like halfway down the level. Yeah. The ones that usually uh, have like are, a couple per level. Yeah, yeah the I was going to get to those I later, like those. but that's an interesting thing because those are, are really interesting because you can either beat them or you can just totally... Yeah, you can just go by them. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You, you don't have to really? beat any of I thought there was a couple that seemed like completely stomped your progress, but maybe, maybe if you one just or two. jumped over them, you might be able to just continue on. Yeah, maybe one or two like you had. If you want the invulnerability thing, you could just walk by. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. Yeah. But not like the fish. The fish was annoying. Yes. The oh, fish, yeah, uh, fish treasure, well, because yeah. the fish has that guy was cool. The, the angler, yeah, the angler it was, was a cool, cool boss. I like that. It was weird that he only took damage on his nose, though. That's yeah, like well, that's the highlight thing, like the you know, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the fish. Fish. Little, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love anglers. So weird because you. It was part of the the force mechanic of moving you towards the force level. Scrolling. Yeah, yeah, the force Runner scrolling. Thing. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It was fun. It was cool. So next for me was Mole Knight, which is the obligatory fireboard. So that's about all I have to say on Mole Knight. I wasn't, Mole Knight was kind of a, eh, to eh. me. I agree. We good to pass or anybody? I thought it was a cool looking level. Yeah, I, I thought all the levels were really good looking. You know, like I thought. Yeah, the design aesthetics throughout the entire. I mean, I wanted to talk about this later, but what's just the, to bring it up now. This is such a great game because this looks like a game that could play like on an old NES or or SNES or, or Genesis or something. But clearly, they've clearly learned from the design of games since. Like, they went out of their way yeah. to make it look mm-hmm. retro and but sound. It's really, yeah, but it's really needs to be on current or at least pseudo current like vita or ps3 it's a, or Wii. It's a game that's clearly yeah we use the we use actually the biggest one the fact that it was on Wii and 3 well, we use what it launched on yeah it's a game clearly inspired by 25 yeah. years of yeah the level gaming history awesome all right let's finish it off so that's mole night last one is will go propeller ahead heard night. yeah propeller night go ahead so uh he's the not so obligatory Frenchie. He has the fencing and he has the, the axe. rapier. Yeah, the rapier. Um. Oh, you know what? He, he, he was. He's the obligatory sky air. Level. Uh, yeah, sky. Yeah, level, the sky level. Which happens in a lot of Mega Man games. There's always the board which has like things that blow you. The wind in the air, the gusts of things that you have to take into account. Gust man. 
And there's no floor. And it's yeah. dust. Actually, a lot of the board you had to do, there would be this huge, like the winds would change and you had to use them to get through the board. So yeah, that's all the knights. Anybody else got anything before we go jump to the ending? What about the wandering knights? Oh yeah, you want oh, the ones those? that I actually really loved the wandering knights. There were these four guys who would wander around the map occasionally. The first one was this guy who threw boomerangs. And he was a really fun knight. He thought that mm-hmm. you were actually terrorizing a nearby village. Then another one of these guys was actually trying to get into the Knights of No Quarter, Squad of No Quarter. The, the Order of no The Order, order of, of No, no quarter. quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And he, then once you beat him, he just sat on the ground and cried like a baby. Yeah, and if you spanked him a couple of times, he gave you extra money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that in this game. There's a couple points where you could do things after the battles. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Then there was another guy who simply, he was just, oh, we're knights. We need to fight each other. And then Shovel yeah. Knight's just, what? Why? Because we're knights. And so he shot electricity and he had a rapier as well. And then finally... There was a very, very optional guy who, if you went to the armorer's town, the second one with the airship, and you gave three people a thousand gold each. It was the hat guy, right? Yeah, he would try to take your helmet. (laughs) And I don't even remember what he did in the fight, but he... He was easy, I remember. Was he? I don't remember it being that challenging, but maybe at that point I was just... You so know, you like, paid money to have to beat this guy? Did you get... Yep. It's one of the trophies, too. You get all the hats and it's one of the... That yeah, makes sense. These, a, there were these three quote-unquote rich people who didn't quite have enough money to buy yeah. these <laughs> hot couture items, and so they each asked for a thousand gold each. They, they were, each asked for a thousand gold were each. Were they so that is, really rad hats? No, they I were really no red idea. hats. There were eight the bit hats. Style? Wow, cool. <laughs> yeah, there's an even more. Uh, let's go with egregious. There's a spot where you are going to see developer silhouettes, and it costs you five thousand just to get. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the Hall of Champions. Yeah, and then you have to fight the ghost in there. Yep. That's also where you. That's can, awesome. I don't know about the Xbox. I don't know if that's also where you get Battletoads for the Xbox, but for Kratos, that's how you you have to go through the Hall of Champions. Yeah, there's a yep. hidden area. You have to beat that. it, then come back, then get to the hidden area, then to fight Wait, Kratos. Excuse me, you sound crazy. What happened? I must. Uh, this is. Hmm? Forgive me if this is me not playing. You did Kratos and Battletoads. Did you unlock character like the game originally came for Wii U and 3DS? Yeah. Then recently, I think it was a- the end of April, they released it for the PlayStation platform. Right. And because it's been already been out for over a year on Wii U, they kind of added. A thing where you can fight Kratos okay. from the God of War series, and if you beat him, you get. In case you weren't aware of who yeah. that was. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm aware of Kratos. Uh, and I you just, get this. I think I think you get you know a, like a special armor if you beat him. And then Xbox One came. Oh, and they had the Battletoads. And okay. they had the Battletoads because uh, Microsoft owns Rare. Actually, the Battletoads was a better one because you actually get to play a level that was inspired by the Battletoads. So that's kind of cool. Um, it's whereas, this horrible motorbike one where you can never get through. <laughs> yeah, that does sound horrible. No, actually, they made. Yeah, I was wondering that. I'm like, is it going to be as bad as I, I think I saw a part of it, and they actually managed it well. Does anyone know what the Steam version has? That was my next I question. I think that also came out with the Wii. I don't know. I don't think Steam had anything special because I think that came out. You don't get to fight Gabe Newell. <laughs> <laughs> that Gordon would be Freeman. hilarious. Gordon Wait, that's go. two good guys. Um, yeah, I think I think PC came out around the same time that the Wii U. Okay, I think that was part of the Kickstarter. I think it was like Wii U. PC and then I think 3DS came shortly afterwards and then it was like yeah I don't think Kratos is a good guy PlayStation came out gotcha not by the end of God of War 3 
just for Ju- specifics, the actual the releases were June 26th of 2014 was the 3DS and Wii U. Oh, okay, they did and come then, when did, yeah. when did PC come out? PC came out actually on the same day, okay. June 26th so last year. Yeah, that's right. That's Sony awesome. platforms was April 21st, and then Xbox One followed a week behind on the 29th. Okay. But there wasn't uh, specific content to the PC platform. Yeah, because that released the same time the, as the, uh, the Wii, console. The Wii and, uh, exactly. So did it share the same one as the Nintendo variants? Or did it just not have anything in that section? No, there was no... Yeah, just nothing. Yeah, there was no extra stuff. They only okay. added the extra stuff because it's a year later, and people, most people had either played it through Wii, 3DS, or PC. Oh, I see so what you mean. So it was just an enticed people that probably already bought it, like, oh, here, you can There's buy it on the statement. PlayStation platform because it has a little extra thing. If you didn't Oh, I see, I see, I see, I so, see. Probably so, played it through the Wii U. Right, There's so then... The first time although, for everything. Well, PC. To be fair, you could play through... I mean, I played it on Sony platforms, but you could play through the entire game, and if... Unless you specifically knew to kind of look for a hidden area to find, like, Kratos, and I imagine Battletoads is yeah. one the Xbox version, you could play the entire game, oh, yeah. get done with it, and leave it, and never no, even know it's, that No, you have to go existed. out of your... It's not something you just fall into. You have to go out of your way to really know that where it is and how to get to it. Like, I was... It's a story of a lot. Uh, well, maybe not a lot. Like, I looked game, up but. where it is to do it, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is not something that you're just gonna... It was like the, the recordings in uh, The Swapper. Oh, the, swappers the swappers hidden so recordings good. were just like I guess maybe I found one without looking up where they were I didn't find any of them you didn't I got to the any? end of the game yeah. and got zero trophies and I was like are there what, what? <laughs> yeah they're really hard to find like you jump through walls at random points like it's crazy sorry complete tangent where right. were we jump to, to the, the ending. ending so we've beaten the knights after you beat the knights you go to <laughs> the I forget enchanted what the, tower yeah I was gonna say what the heck do they call it something tower can I explain the ending? Can I explain the ending? Yes. Yeah, go ahead, Will. Tell me go that. for it, Will. So, so there's three parts the, to the ending. The two big parts of the ending are, one, you there's a whole tower, it's kind of crazy, but then you refight all the knights, and there's a scene where you fight everybody all over again. Which um, is they're not quite Mega Man. It's a boss oh, rush. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's the Mega Man thing. They do that in every Mega Man game. Yeah. So the fun part is... I got so nervous when I saw all the bosses lined up together. I was like, are you... I, I already knew. Like, I'm, really? I already We're about to go through like this right now? Because I'm like... It takes a ton from Mega Man, so I'm like, chances are eight knights, just the way they have eight bosses in Mega Man games, I'm like, you're going to fight all of the, them over again, one after another, and sure enough, that's what they did. Which is good. That's That was great to do. Fortunately, they get easier health back between them all, so you're coming into all of them at fresh health, and you already know all their patterns. So that's the thing. That's the thing where you can really... You do they all- checkpoint you? No. No checkpoint. If you die and any of them, you start from the beginning again. Is it the same stages? They did feel easier, though. Well, c- because, I mean, at well, least you know even knowing the yeah. strategy, you still have to execute on it. And going through it, I was still able to... I finished that section of killing all the bosses in one go. And I was honestly well, Craig, did you that because I ran to issues with almost did you power every up boss or did you, throughout did you the buy rest items? of the game. Because you were probably stronger at that point. I mean, I had okay, all yeah. the items that you had unlocked throughout the So I went to the all the way through them without, again, trying to go for that trophy of not spending any money. So I had nothing. So they were like pretty... They were, oh, man. They were tough. But knowing the patterns, like Spectre Knight gave me some trouble in the beginning. But then like, through that thing, I just, I knew exactly how he would, where he was going to go and what part of the board he was on, what he was going to do. So that just, I went through. And then you can save, you get a health item each time you beat a boss, a full health thing. So you could save that until you're, you know, like fight the next boss, wait till your life gets down to the end and then grab the health item to fully, you know. I thought the items disappeared. 
Some of the items some they do. do. Okay. And These don't. My other question is, can but you, by the end of the game, can you buy a weapon that's good against everyone, or is the weapon still kind of like, this one's best against this? this weapons didn't really give... Uh, there was so, one weapon where if you had full life, which I mentioned before, you could, you could swing it. It was a shovel and, upgrade. Yeah, and it... Yeah. That's it would so charge. Really, and it would give you like a blast, sort of like how in the Master Sword in Zelda. So you don't really change weapons. They yeah. are Sorry, enhanced. change items. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. The relics. So the relics definitely helped to provide different strategies against different enemies, although I figure that honestly is probably honestly two or yeah, three they that were that great, really which beneficial. Is why I was kind of, of like, oh, okay, so doing there. this without items, you know, without paying anything isn't as hard as you would think because none of the stuff's that great. Even the, Even like the armor, like looking at it was like, Okay, none of it's, oh, take super reduced damage. It was all just one was like, you get hit, but don't move back that far. And I'm like, okay, I don't really have problems with that. That one was mm-hmm. great. Was the, uh, I don't usually have problems. Are the relics the up and square? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. That's like the magic yes. stuff. Okay, just checking. Although, or did anyone relics? else remap that yeah, but to you a different you can't button? remap uh, that. When I played through the second time, yes, I did. I eventually did because yes, in the PC can. Or, you can map yes, it to you can. There's a key bindings. Yeah, yeah I saw can, there's a key bindings, but it looked like no. Like, you can map it to any, uh, at least on PlayStation, which is where I played. Uh, you could map it to anything. Uh, you could map anything you wanted. You could map any control to anything, which was really cool. There was a thing you could just basically blank slate the whole controls and just start. Do this jump is this and uh, attack is this and uh, I thought on PC it. you were changing literally what buttons would be correspondent to like like I'm sure you could do in the menu PC it was too. like change what up is and then you'd change up to something and then you'd change what square was and then it would still be whatever two buttons you assigned together. Oh, that's weird. I was gonna say you're able to switch it to just be like, I just changed it to just be R1, which I didn't even realize was an option until someone, my brother in this case, happened to say. Hey, you know it's a lot easier if you just change it to be a different button instead of having to worry about hitting up and square at the same time. And then I changed it. I'm like, oh, this I is. I really actually, wish I knew that. <laughs> I thought first this, of all, I got lucky because I was why like, up and square. They're why doing it like the D-pad controller, right? Because I, mean, sorry, I don't know the, where they the thought NES this. Controller, like uh, they were not enough buttons. They were yes, they were trying to restrict it to the NES where you have A, B, and then the yeah. the D-pad and nothing else. That makes yeah. sense. And start select. Hold on, uh, there was a jump. Yep. Jump is, is one attack. of them, Jump and then the one. other attack. one is attack. is attack, and, and then, then attack the... with a modifier yep. is your use item, which is really cool. Yeah, makes I sense. like that ode. I just like yeah, that it's cool. That... So if you make sense, I got if... more buttons on my controller. Yes, but the NES <laughs> well, doesn't. Trying... Well, that's why they gave you the option. You could. Hey, well, how do you feel about eight bit retro yeah. art style? <sighs> Hold on, let's go. Yeah, you jump So wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> Derek, you, you played you played on Steam too, so yeah. didn't you tell me that you could rebind pretty much everything to whatever well, you wanted? I would imagine. I'm you sure you're right. Yeah. I just like what you could do is you could have two different buttons set to attack or two different buttons set to jump, and then you could set like what if you wanted you could set the right trigger to be both up and X at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then oh. just tap it, and then it would automatically Got it. do it. Okay, so I wasn't crazy, but there is still a workaround to make it. A single click. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then the last part is the last boss, but right before her is this super weird platforming section. It was uh, kind of my... awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. All those leaps of faith. Yeah. Oh no! And then you get to, the, and then you get to the, the final ju- part where you're the- running, and it looks like you're just gonna keep falling off, but you can't because it just purposely allows you to continue. It always goes ahead of you, so you just just run the whole thing, which was awesome. But it looks like you're gonna com- that just was fall to your death. <laughs> you had to make jumps where the yeah. platform didn't exist until after you were in the air. Hmm. You, well, if uh. you get right to the edge, 
which is what they always had in classic stuff too. Go right to the edge of the platform you're on. Just keep like kind of moving slightly forward. Eventually, you'll see it. You'll see the next platform before you have to jump. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Not anyway. So the last boss is whoever Maleficent is. What did we say her the name Enchantress. was? The Enchantress. The Enchantress. And it turns out it was Shield Knight in <gasps> inhabited by this dumb spirit thing. Amulet. Mm-hmm. Classic. Sure. Yep. And so you go and you defeat her, and then after you defeat her, does the spirit the am- come out? The spirit yep. comes out. Oh my god! And Let then- me guess what happens next. Go ahead. It, do you fall in love with Shield Knight again, and it's a happy ending? No. But do you have to fight the spirit that comes out? <laughs> yes. God damn with it! Shield Knight. What can you? The-, <laughs> the best part of this is the next three sentences. <laughs> go on, buddy. I was trying to see how predictable it was. So you fight Shield Knight, and apparently not it's very. A, it's a awesome battle where the two of you you can tell she's obviously as powerful as you and she she's using she's defending you for a bunch of attacks and she's using you to or she you're boosting she's boosting you up you can so pogo that you can get off up. of her you have to yeah. pogo off of her to hit the that's the only way you can the hit top. the boss yeah oh. which drove me so, which i hated thank you craig Thank you. I hate it that. It was a like, great combination working with Shield Knight. To I hated that combination really because cool. they never made her because all that smart. Because like there'd be times where you know the boss battle. She like followed the, you. No, no she didn't. That's all the, the time. That's the problem. It's like the boss would be on like the board. It wasn't like a typical. Wait a minute. Oh, when did so board easy. become synonym for level? What? I've about I've fifteen had years no ago. Idea what board has been meaning this? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's like completely new to me. That's what they call it. They call it. I call it a board. I, I think that's a Brian thing. That's a no, thing. That's been a thing. Yeah. It, is it a thing in a certain type of game? Can I use board and Fallout Wait, Three or Four? No, I think it's a platformer thing. Okay. Sorry. Go on. It's just a typical kind of a synonym for level. Yeah. yeah why don't you just okay? You know, He's from New York. They say weird things. They there. say water. <laughs> water. <laughs> Mario. Wait, Mario. What? Sorry. Mario. Uh, is that really a thing? So, going back. So, <laughs> yeah. You've People from the East Coast say Mario. They're going to go Mario a wife. I'm going to go put jalapeno peppers back in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should put some so, in your ears. Anyway, the, fighting the boss. So, you can move. You're not just boxed into the usual width of it. You can it, it, they expand it so you can go left or right farther. And there'll be points where the boss is on one side, I'm and she's on the other side, and she raises the shield. I'm like, what do you want me to do? There's no way I can go on that. And then like the boss just is like throwing raining whatever spells and stuff down on me, and I'm like, fire uh, and brimstone. And then and then he moves to the one side, and then she moves to the other side. I was like, uh. to be fair, she said to follow her. Yeah, but I'm, when I'm following her, there's nothing to do. <laughs> so I'm like, can you stay where the boss is? Then so be can... smarter about it. That's what I'm asking <laughs> them to do, make her smarter so she follows No, the... you have to be smarter. You have to keep on following her. Yeah, but she's not going where the boss is. That's, I need her to be on the other side. That's what I'm saying. So eventually she would finally get to where she needed to be because, you know, following her would protect you, but I wasn't able to do any attacks. So I'm like, Ugh get over to the right spot and then finally she did and then you then i was able to just pogo the hell out of the guy so anyway when you defeat the final boss the thing is basically exploding and shovel knight gets hit and is injured and shield knight's like protecting you and then she's like oh my god i don't know how the hell we're gonna get out of here black knight comes in (gasps) is like oh my god shield knight we need to run away and she's like no take shovel knight Black Knight drags you out, and Shield Knight sacrifices her to self to save the day. Oh. Ah, but does she? Oh, is yes, there a... Yes, definitely she does. 
You didn't? Did you wait to the a, end of the credits? Yes, but that whole thing is just the dream sequence he's been having dream? the whole time. Isn't oh my god, does though. the top fall down or not? He, Inception. Because he's asleep, it's but you see her walking. So why? You know, is it a dream or is it real? Yeah, she. Requiem. She limps in and then she falls down next to him. And then it's totally a dream. It's like, been a dream the whole time. She like oh. sleeps next to him. Nope. So it's Inception. It's all just a dream. Dream inside of a dream inside of a dream. I have a no. I have a her question. falling has been the her, dream. What What do you think? Those parts were yes, but what do you think Shovel Knight and the Black Knight's relationship was before the game? Because they clearly knew each Drinking other. Drinking buddies. They They're frenemies. Were, they might have been friends. Yeah, yeah just friends. What was he trying? What was the no, Black Knight the thing, trying though, to accomplish? The Black Knight. He has a thing for Shield Knight. So yeah, but why would he at the stop moment, Shovel Knight? At the, here's the thing, because guys. Because Shield listen, Knight and listen, Shovel Knight are listen. together. So he wants to get Shovel Knight out of the way. So At the moment when the world turned and they both needed a weapon of the ordinary variety, they both looked at the shovel and Shovel Knight beat him. Damn it, Nate. And then a rivalry was born and there was nothing to do but fight until the end of time, at which point, you know, you got to rise up and I think go for something great. I think that's correct. I think that checks out. Yeah, yeah thank you. One. Okay. Attack Shovel Knight. So I thought the best part of this ending was that you think you're going and saving the princess, and it turns out the princess saves you in the end. That is cool. Yeah. And, and not it's only cooperative, that, too. That's really the, cool. The, sh- it's, the princess is there well, it's fighting the final <laughs> yeah. battle with you. You can tell that she well, is yeah. as powerful as the Shovel Knight as you're doing that final battle. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you yeah. guys are. You that, not the same, just at... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does I sound mean, really cool. Yeah. And you can't beat the final boss without her. No, definitely no. not. You can't. You you, you absolutely to... cannot hit the boss without pogoing off of her shield. Brian's like, yep. I know. I tried. No, I, I, also, I did. Also, she couldn't yeah. beat the final boss without you. Sad. Well, she doesn't have any attacks. Well, yeah. Okay, so she can't beat the <laughs> yeah. final boss without you. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, it was perfect. Uh, anything else on the ending? That was well, my favorite part of this game, by the way. I ran into the same problem you did with not recognizing that you were supposed to be jumping on Shield Knight to be able to do the damage. It seemed like she was just high enough where you wouldn't be able to jump up and jump down onto I the I like that, too. Yeah, I thought that, too, at the beginning. I'm like, it looks like the way she's holding the shield, I can pogo off of that, but it doesn't look like I'd have enough height to reach, but you just yeah. get enough to get up there and yeah. hit him. And I did probably everything except that leading up to that moment. I used all eight of the relics that you found I tried every possible incarnation and everything else and I was actually probably the one point in the game that I got frustrated I'm like oh this is way easier I feel like an idiot okay. I have something so after you kick the called the no quarter knight order of no quarter Quar- order yeah. of no quarter guys once you beat them all in the boss rush mode they all have fallen off the, oh yeah this is I was off the screen before doing other things after battles yeah and, and they're all kind of like dangling off the edge this so I, of course, saved them because I can't play an evil character ever in a game. So does something different happen if you don't save them? I started to walk away originally, and then one Pardon. of them, I don't know if it was King Knight or one of them, was like, don't leave us here like this. And then I think I actually ended up going back and throwing down the, the ladder for them or the rope, whatever. But I think you can actually just continue on and just let them hang there. Okay, because when the end credits are happening, it there's like a big celebration and it shows what they're all doing after the game has yeah. ended. Yeah, either oh, yeah. way, they make it up. I bet, yeah, I bet so? if you okay. didn't save them, they're just still hanging. <laughs> it's like two minutes worth of the final oh, wow. credit scene showing you all these knights, so I can't... And like, yeah, what they've done afterwards. Hanging. Yeah. There was... I briefly hit the board with the actual Truple King or whatever his name is. Any Anybody want to correct, correct me? 
True hoop. I think you're mostly right. About the gigantic fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah the fish. Part the first fish, time I went there, fish. the first time I went there, I didn't have the the scroll. The scroll. I didn't have any fish. I didn't have the fishing rod, and so I was like, I don't know this. And then I didn't even go back until I saw the thing in the cu- the credits at the end of the game. I totally oh forgot God. that existed. Oh, so you didn't get any? You, was there any? You never got. I you get the you get the 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 drink, which gives you extra extra life, so you can refill your energy. Yeah. With them. There was three different drinks, wasn't there? So there was yes, one three that different would drinks. That's the one that would your magic. Yeah, one that would make you. I got those I, in like, the maps all gold. the time. <coughs> and then one that was ten seconds of invisibility. Yeah. So it's the same stuff. Oh, invisibility! That was that's certain. That was good. It's so it's the same stuff that's in the maps, just from that one spot. Yeah. Yes, and you can pick and choose whatever what you want. Oh, yes, instead you of choice. and when yes. you want to use it, so it's so helpful for the bosses if you're having a hard time. Yeah, you can get these jars and then it fills. Yeah, up the jars. I mean, I did all that stuff. I just never did it there. Oh, yeah. so you just had two empty jars. Yeah, and I would use them whenever I saw the sparkle stuff on the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, okay. no, you could go back to the oh, to the that's fish. True, yeah, because you could if you use the fishing rod to get it up. Yes. But yeah, if you went back to him, you could just go to him and he would do a song and then you'd get it from there and you wouldn't have to worry about picking it up. It's a pretty awesome 30-second uh, long animation of, you know, fish flying around and doing a dance and <laughs> dancing to do the music. Do you want to dance and a yeah, little yeah. tingle? It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. We should play Frog Fractions next. What? Oh. Um... Okay. Anyway, sorry. Our next topic here, I was thinking we could talk about the city folk. So, during the game, there's um, one town and one kind of armory. It's a merchant armory town. Pseudo town, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a merchant town and a I don't know a village. Village. So we go. meet Thank some you. quite some interesting characters. The Spoonie Bard is fantastic. He's just dancing in the city, and you can bring him sheets of music that you collect from around the game, which he basically adds to a jukebox inventory. Mm-hmm. And you can just sit there and jam out to your favorite vert chip tunes, I suppose. And you uh, get a trophy. If you which get there's so many that are so there good. There really yeah. are a lot. I had heard we're, we're a lot of this. All the music. I was wondering if... So I guess, naively, I didn't... Like, after I played the first level and I got to the village, I had kind of assumed that the sheet music you collected would be added to a random inventory of music for the rest of the game. And it would be, like, in Black Flag, where you, like, collect music and that music shows the up shanties. in the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, the shanties, except... But each level definitely has its own theme. Yeah, yeah. So the point of collecting the music. music is just to be able to play it from the from the bard's menu. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he was cool. I was pretty passionate about the bard and his dance. I wish I could dance like that. If I had a lute... I'm pretty sure I could learn hops like that. There were some interesting, like, interactive people, like the guy who was, or the little kid who was hitting the, the circle thing. Yeah, yeah like, and you, had, you could smack it, or you could and you had on a, it. And you had a yeah. pogo on it, and if you pogo it, I think it was yeah, get a, sheet a bunch of times you get a trophy. Yeah. Or there oh. was a um, milkmaid who was holding yeah, and you could jump on her to get the platform. That's yep. the one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got the sheet music that was on top of the building. There was like the the people downstairs that would sell you stuff. Yeah, actually, one of, one, of the, one of the guys downstairs was the guy you get the scroll that uh, allows you to talk to this, the uh, truthful fish. So I wanted to talk to, about him briefly because obviously I didn't finish the game. But what I started seeing is that he would show up in random levels at random secret areas, and you could buy things from there from him only at that point in time. Are you talking about Chester? Yeah. Is, is that dude's name Chester? The, the guy who one? gives you the relics. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. 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 So those are only collected in those certain parts of the level, right? No. Well, you so, you no. lock them so there. So after you 
You unlock them at the level, and then you oh, can either okay. buy them there, or when you go when you go back to to Chester, then you can just. Buy I think them they're more okay. expensive if you don't find him in I, the secret. I, I want to say they are. Say, yeah. What it, happens? That if, seems right. Does it unlock them if you just beat that level, or do you literally have to stumble upon him? I think you only. You just have yeah. to beat okay. the level. You have to beat the level to be able to go back to the town. But if you find him, That's you can unlock them right then, and then. And then we think them. they are cheaper. I, yeah. Yeah. It would make sense because yep. otherwise, it kind of defeat the purpose of going to of find him. finding him. I yeah, if do in, the same thing in the town. I wonder if in early builds of the game, it didn't like that wasn't an option unless you found him specifically, and they decided, okay, well, we probably should just make. I it was so curious about that as well because it. I actually missed running into him a few, well, multiple times, and I was like, you would get to the levels where it's like, hey, you need to have the teleport. Yeah. To get there's a bunch of side and levels. I was like, like that, yeah. where in the hell did you find? Did that? you did you ever wish um, that the game did more like direct communication with you, like like a little dialogue that was like, no. you unlock this available at the store? Or, no, or I Chester's. hate that. I, I like that it lets you find your way because uh, it, otherwise it's just like, oh, okay, you're just telling me go get this there. So right, right. I like kind of just exploring, and since it's an, based off a of retro game, it's not in any way anything to do with any of the open worldness that we know of today. And I like that it still allowed you some bit of go explore something even though it's very closed and yeah it right. didn't beat you over the brow yeah. with it and be like hey guess what flash 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 you just yeah. found this new item it's freaking awesome you should go yeah, back and buy it you pick your stuff and what you wanted and let you explore right but i mean there wasn't even any kind of notification about that like not even an icon flashing over the village map or anything well when you talk to when you talk to the people no. assuming you talk to people in the towns you figured out okay this guy's selling relics and this guy is selling right right so, so you would figure I, okay i'm gonna go you know maybe i beat one of the knights and i'm gonna go back and check the relic guy and see if he's got any new relics right i guess i just didn't like feeling like i needed to do that between every level it's like in Mass Effect 2, where as you progress through the game, you just go and you talk to your secretary, and your secretary is like, go talk to this person on the ship, and you're mm -hmm. like, okay. Versus in Mass Effect 1, you had to go and talk to every single person in your ship between every single right. mission. I was going to say, the only exception to that is when you got music scrolls at, like at random points. tell you there was something it to was, be delivered. Yeah, it, yeah. it would flash it on on the map so like so the, it was obvious that you had to go back to the, so, to the so main that, town that precedent was there in the game but it was just not used outside of the music sheets which is i don't really have a, any real opinion on that i just think it's kind of interesting i liked it in the levels though how everything was kind of the level design very clearly i'm thinking of the levels where you hit the green blobs and it turned the lava into well first they introduced them and you couldn't you could only get up high if you jumped on top of it and then there was like a blob and a big fire pit and you kind of just by accident, even if you didn't have any common sense, you would hit the blob into the lava pit and it would turn green and you could jump on that. Like the way that it taught you how to use its mechanics without any words at all was really good, I thought. Yeah, which is which is really cool. a lot of, um, which we'll get to as well. Like the inspiration and the retro gaming, which is what a lot of those games did. They, they taught you how to play the game by playing the game. Yeah. It wasn't like this, exactly. like we have this notion nowadays where you have this tutorial level, which they make fun of like in, in Sunset Overdrive, you know, the obligatory tutorial here, you know, and in those older games, like you played and you learned, oh, okay, these are the mechanics and these are, you know, these are things I can do just by yeah. going out and doing them and trying things and yeah. just saying like, oh, if I hit that green blob and, and I hit it into the fire, what happens? And then you figure out, oh, that's, what that does or I, I guess Esteban was talking about before where he's like I think it was Esteban was saying with the skeleton on the platform and it's like oh yeah. 
okay, I, I thought I tried this, and you know, I tried to, to move the frog, but that didn't work. So let me try over going over here. And oh, there's the skeleton. So let me see what happens if I throw him on the platform. Oh, right. you know, I definitely know that's, an, that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I definitely know that's an older games thing, but it still seems like this was still pretty well done, even for that paradigm. Well, that's why this game just works. It's because they took that old those old paradigms and those old things yeah, that, exactly. and some of the stuff drives you nuts and I, as I was playing it I was remembering some of the things that drove me nuts but uh, about the old the old style games but they just did it so well that I was just this time I was oh I remember how I hated those things and, and it drove me nuts but they did it so well and they mimicked it so perfectly that it just ugh, I can't help but smile so on yeah. that point though about some of mimicking old style games can I ask what everyone's experience is with older 8-bit games play a lot of Mega Man's and stuff DuckTales things like that first. or is this kind no of no background first? experience yeah, whatsoever let's go around, yeah, good. I think I played like Super Mario 3 one time at a daycare at a daycare at a daycare <laughs> and I, okay. that was the only time I've ever been to a daycare yeah, how I, old I were you? I context around that, because I hope you didn't go yeah, how to old a were you when you went to I ran away from home and I broke in. I was like, like I want to play video games. games. Were you 20-year-old appro- Nate's like, yeah. I'm going to go to a daycare yeah, it was today. actually two <laughs> <years> <laughs> ago. Yeah, were you age-appropriate for the daycare? Yeah, I was, I was probably, geez, what age was I at the time? Five, six, seven? seven. Okay. Some four. All right. Uh, somewhere young. Two, three. One, one two, seven, three, four, five, three. six. Whoops. I don't know how that one got Five. Lo- low single digits? Low single digits. Single digits. Single digits. Okay. <laughs> single digits. I'm, I really don't think I had any other experience than that. Let's see. Super Mario, Mega Man, a couple of them. Power Rangers. I'm not ashamed to admit it. So for me, yeah, I played them all. I had an original NES. I actually had an Atari before that. But yeah, I played them all. Mario, uh, Mega Man, DuckTales, Castlevania, all the original Final Fantasy. You know, all, all the platformers, all the 8-bit, 16-bit uh, sprite games. Same thing for me. I'm young. My... Um, my family owned an NES, and I never really understood video games until Ocarina of Time came out when I was, like, four or so? Yeah, that was one of my last years of high school, I think. Yeah, so... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, anyway. I, I'm, like, right around that, too. Yeah, so, other than that, the school, only yeah. other really... The only experiences that I really had with older games came from the Sonic series, because I was one of those kids who adored Sonic oh, the Hedgehog. I felt bad for you. So, yeah, I'm I sorry, know. My what? So, what? what? Well, it's like a racing Sonic. platformer. Well, yeah, like, yeah. Um, like Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic CD. I Would Mario have been better as a racing game? Bits? Turns out, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's my... You know, I, I enjoyed my, you know, 15 minutes of, of playing Sonic on the Neo Geo before the batteries ran out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. <laughs> I played, obviously, some games when I was growing up on NES, but I was not by no means an expert and probably better described as someone they took those those games games took Um, some skill to like because just you had to just play them over and over again just to learn yeah an insane amount of repetition just like shovel knight yep yeah i think when i started playing them i was honestly probably too young to understand some of the concepts that were at play and have some of the patience to truly learn the mechanics and understand yeah they can definitely throw you had to do do you remember liking any of them uh, there was some, I mean, obviously Mario was the one that came to mind, but I was never like mm-hmm. a Castlevania or a Metroidvania type kid, so. Oh, Metroid, yeah, um, I Metroid too, yeah. It was interesting to see, actually I was thinking about so um, watching some of the kind of funny stuff and like watching Colin Moriarty play Mega Man. I was asking about this a little bit because watching him play Mega Man, I started to understand some of the mechanics and how they're built out and used in Shovel Knight by seeing 
someone that was an expert at those early games and how they played them and how they kind of used the mechanics to their advantage. He just did a 60-minute playthrough of Castlevania 3. If you haven't seen it, go out, go and watch that. That's amazing, too. That would be interesting to see Old well, Castlevania yeah. games, how, like, and you can see, to tying it back to Shovel Knight, yeah, like as Craig was saying, you could see how these, there's mechanics in it that they just blatantly copied for a good reason. There's just parts of these games that are just, you know, the old sprites or the old 16-bit graphics. You don't think like, oh, okay, that's what I care about, but there's just a, a notion of the gameplay that you just like. These are why these games are so historically revered. Yeah, and they can just last. You know, some of these games last for times, not because of how they look or how they maybe even sound, but how they play is just amazing. They sound so good. So while I was talking about the the repetition and the and and the similarities between eight bit games and and shovel knight or historical eight bit games and shovel knight, will give you a really weird look. Why? Oh, there's not much repetition in this game. You fight. It only really takes like one or two tries to f- fight things. And you think about old games. Different. You you get three lives and then you start the entire game over. That's that's repetition. This is well, I think he was, way more forgiving than. I mean, the, that no, it was definitely more forgiving. But I it, yeah. I thought that it was a good throwback to that same style of mechanic where if you start if you commit to starting a, a level in Shovel Knight. You either finish it or your entire progress gets reset. I definitely felt that yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe I thought you were talking about the repetition weird. of being able to learn how to beat the levels and then the bosses, yeah. and then using that to in replays. Like in order to get a lot of these trophies, like beating it under an hour and a half or beating it without dying or such, you really have to learn how to be able to repeat certain things especially the dying one because you have to learn like okay in this board i have to do this jump here then wait for the like in preparing night stage okay i have to wait for the wind to go in this direction do this because there's a spike that's all the way up in this corner and if i go one second too early then i'm gonna hit it and die and then i have to start all the way from the beginning so you know that's what i thought uh, no no that that too you you have to if you just want to finish the game you may yeah. be there a very long time. But if you really want to get good at it, you have to build the muscle memory to actually go through these levels in a timely fashion and actually learn the mechanics and the level cadence at the same time. And that's something that really brought me back to to when I was playing Super Mario Brothers on the SNES in that I would constantly die and eventually I would get through the level because I learned what the cadence of that specific level so, was and enough to point, go from start to finish without game, dying. It never truly felt like something where I was like I, oh the game fucked up and punished me. It was oh I messed yeah. up. I didn't use the mechanics properly. I know what I did wrong and I'm going to try it again not out of frustration but out of I know I can do that part mm-hmm. better. To throw us on another tangent I do want to bring up something now that you guys are talking about death. Actually Will kind of reminded me of it where we're like the old games you got punished for dying. In this game that was the one thing I thought was a little lacking and I've heard other podcasts mention the same thing. I that there disagree. Was, there was very little penalty for dying. No, no, no. You no, lost no, some no, gold. No, no, no. no. You, you lost a significant percentage of your current gold. But even that you didn't and need. You don't need any of that gold to beat the game. Says like, the man who beat the game without buying anything. No, but I'm saying like right. It, I was it's like, not, 
I was going you know, to buy armor and new I was shovels. Like, I, I need 6,000 gold to get another heart, yeah, another bubble. Yeah, like you can just replay some of the easy missions and just get a ton of, uh, of the gold. I never looked whatever, at it as real grinding, though. I never looked, I never thought about going back and replaying earlier stuff just to grind to get gold. I kind Are you of sure you can forward. replay some? Speaking oh, you can replay everything. Yeah, How's you can replay everything. There's a city game on your phone going. Yeah. You can replay, yeah. you can even replay the night the night missions and play the bosses again. Yeah, it's like Mario Super Mario. You can play World 1-1 as many times as you freaking want. Cuz if you try to go back, for most of them there's like there's a bonus mission there where you're getting treasure or there's a wandering night there. Yes. You can't just go back no, at no, no, any no. point in time. But if you finish those, the underlying stage comes back on. And they move. The, the yeah, wandering the wandering ones, nights and they, the treasure they stuff. Move they move over around. a certain amount of points, so you can just wait for It's them like having the hammer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. By but wait, what do you mean? There's not a wait You just button. have to beat through them. Uh, if, if you, you go, go into in a different mission and then out. Move, yeah, or like out of the town or something. Yeah, they'll, they'll or in, yeah. Like one of the one of the optional, quote-unquote optional bosses was kind of forced on me because I needed to go back to town and I couldn't. Some of those optional bosses actually tend to be some of the hardest portions of the game for me where I ran to issues getting back and I'm like, I just (laughs) want to go back to town and I can't make it past this guy. Yeah, I had the same problem. Yeah, Yeah, I had the same problem with the with the first one, the the one that had the two boomerangs because I tried beating it the first time, failed miserably. And then the second time around, I was like, okay, I, I finally get what's going on here. Let me do this in a in a smart way. Am I the only one who never died to a boss until the end of the game? Yep. I think oh. you are. Cause, so apparently you were really close to getting yep. that achievement of not no, dying. I, it, that's only not dying throughout the entire game. I died yeah, so many whole times game. to the levels themselves. Yeah, you can't oh, die okay. anywhere. Per- period. Like, I, I'm good at twitchy action. I'm not good at doing this and this and this. At, and this the, at the level progression. Yeah, yeah. The, the actual the platforming. platforming. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, at least personally, I totally agree that that was the one thing I thought they could would have been a little bit, or maybe they should have just made it as an option to make it more like death more punishable. Because it just did, it did it make did it an s- option to make death more. If you took the money, then it was right. far just, harder to get through the level. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's the money a thing. just did. It or just you destroy the checkpoints. You can make it the harder to get the reward. No, the checkpoints. Destroy all the checkpoints yeah, as you're blowing them up. You die. You start over. Yeah. Like, uh, I was gonna say, you take out the checkpoints the as you're going through, and you can make it so you don't. You I did that actually once, and it was still. On the early levels, it's pretty easy to get through them. Once it would have been just more interesting to me the way the old like Will was saying, where you have X amount of lives, and if you die, you're just dead, and that's it. Start. That sounds horrible. That's how it was. Yeah. I, was <laughs> I like yeah. that. I was going to say, I thought it was appropriate for, for... But the whole game is it's about yeah. data mechanics. Yes, it's game is a this. throwback, but it's with... <laughs> That's with, exactly. Like, I even the, the pixels in the game yeah. are not on the grid. Yes. I mean, oh, they don't that follow is everything. No, of course. That's that's, that's what one of the funny things is. It looks like it could be you could that's play funny. this on NES or SNES, but yes. But as soon as you, you really get into the, yes, yeah. as soon as you get into the implementation details of the fact that the pixels are not on the grid and yeah. you know you don't have eight by eight square oh, yeah. tiles it's everywhere and stuff like that. I'm trying to emulate. Yes, I thought it was appropriate for for everyone's experience. Just within this group alone, we have varied experiences with these types of games. And the difficulty level that it did offer to players, I think, made it accessible so all of us could get into it and enjoy it. And I like that part of it. I was going to say to at least yeah. not p- 
punish you to a certain extent where you're just like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, it's interesting how it takes a lot of those design concepts from those games that are so old and so intricate as to be a skill set. And then you have things like the trophies or achievements to kind of go back and establish those challenges for you. Yeah. Destroy all the checkpoints, get through the game without dying, don't buy anything, stuff like that that would be more traditionally difficult from the earlier games that inspired this. We were talking about Chester earlier and how he sells you the relics. I wanted to know if anyone actually got any use out of that gear relic or things like you throw it down on the ground and it turns oh. into gear, you hop on it and it goes and it hops. And I to, never found a you place You have to use it game. for that side mission in the, the ice side mission. No, you had to use the 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 flying dagger or whatever it was. For oh, that. I used that. I used the fl- the gear thing. You jump on it and it broke. The it gear thing you. wouldn't take you everywhere because there was this one point where there were these two floating jellyfish and you could only get to one and the only way to get to the other one was to use the flying dagger. I never found a use for the gear in the game. That's where I used the gear. I, I didn't use any of the relics except when I went back to just beat those side missions. Um, oh, I was always spamming the fireball. Yeah, it well, seems like the fireball yeah, tended to be, at least from what I oh, gathered, I the most common relic that was used by players. It would make sense. I, I it, was like, swap. it was like one of the first ones you get, right? Yeah, yeah I think it, it is the first one, although forward. I didn't use it that much. And then I, I, got. I never thought it was that powerful mm-hmm. until I started seeing people talk about it. I was like, maybe I should go back and use you that. You probably got them out of order. The first one I got was the bouncing green blob. Yeah, that was mm. the, the chaos here. Really? That's the first one I got, too. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, I always swap between the fire and the invincibility. Yeah, those were the most common for me, too. Yeah. I almost never used them. What do we think about the horse people? The horse maidens? The horse maidens? I just thought that was kind of funny. I did, was there any any specific reference that I'm missing here? Or is it just for the hell of it? Maybe they were knights. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't get really? it. Really? Chess. Chess. Oh. Uh, well. <laughs> could be. I, could, I can see that one. All right, what else we got? Nathan, you want to talk about music? Spoiler alert. I only played this game recently, but I'd heard the soundtrack for ages because it was definitely played pretty excessively upon release, and I think even a little bit before release on uh, DJ Cutman's This Week in Chiptune podcast and radio show. Definitely. Are you getting us a spoiler alert for a chiptune podcast? Is that <laughs> yep. what you're... Yes, yes, that is exactly spoiler what alert. you're hearing. Chiptune podcast. I mean, this game, man. I, okay, that's cool. I just didn't know what you were hey, telling us. Hey, he's we covering were his bases, man. Yeah, I just want to be safe. I just, in case I was planning to listen to that. After that, after that one time, podcast, I spoiled Halo back. accidentally and no one noticed. We'll come back to music. Let's go to controls while Nate's looking up some stuff here. Ugh, so we talked the controls. We talked about controls a little bit before, and how you, you Craig mentioned how you can remap, which helps a lot, especially <laughs> take you away from the old Nest controls. I seriously wish that I knew that was a thing. <laughs> Why? You didn't bother to hit because the start button and see the thing the, that says controls on the menu. You know, the, it was it was in the start menu. Yeah. It was in the main menu yeah, as well. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've. I play so many games That's that to, to try and learn yeah, I what I want and then figure out how yeah. I want to rebind things for every single game is just so it's That's interesting to me that people pain. actually do tend to actually, skip things in the actually on the PC there were presets of what control scheme you wanted 
It started out with the default right, of NES, to, and then you could swap it out to other to funky things. The game before you can decide huh. for you which is better. Yeah, that's why you modify as you go. Yeah, I think that I remember is them having a couple of choices. I was going to say, I'm okay. and then someone that usually, if someone tells yeah. me this is the control settings for the game, I usually never yeah. mess with it. So it just never even occurred to me until someone else told me that, hey, you could change this and make it easier. And I was like, I never even thought to look into at those options menu. I just kind of take it as gonna, gospel. I seriously came into that. this <laughs> thinking that up and square is the worst possible thing. I, I have no idea. I'm like looking at my Vita like, there are 10 other buttons. Why don't you just use one of those? You this didn't is even so think dumb. for a second about the like, NES the yeah. controller? Well, I, 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 like, as soon as I saw sense. it, I was like, it was yeah. obvious that, oh, that's why. Yeah. yeah. They and then I immediately thought to go to the menu and change it. And like, then I was like, I'm going to try it this way for a bit. That was, it was so obvious to me because yeah. it was, it's a D-pad and two buttons. That's yeah. all, that's yep. all the budget you have. So I, I if you want three actions, Will was like, man, it's that, really cool how this is modeled yeah. after some of my favorite games. Exactly. God, it's so cool. Why is it up and square? I can't <laughs> get it. It's the worst. So if you want something else, you have to work with with four directional buttons and two action ones. I think the the key here, and I don't think this is actually going to be surprising to anybody. No. I didn't actually like this game. Oh, uh, whoa. Surprise, Gasp. surprise. Surprise to no what, one. What did this game possibly not do? Wait a the, minute. The, There's the Eeyore of, of games has spoken that he Hold does on. not I want to say that I called this at the beginning when we decided we were going to do this podcast. Because I wrote surprised. a Facebook post and I said what people were like about it. And I listed everything that somebody yeah, did. Yeah, and it came to Will and I said, Will will like nothing. <laughs> no, I liked some things. I just imagine Will in the office being... I'm going to quote that when yeah. we get a little okay. bit further in. Will will like that the game ended and I don't have to play it again. So why... Continue with the controls. No. I wish I'd known that would have made me feel a lot better. The other piece I really hated was the the delay after you started moving. There was like this dead zone. You had to wait for like two seconds after. It's not two seconds. It's like half a second after you press the button for him to be like, oh, okay, let's go. Sorry. Did you? Have I you, don't feel like I you, noticed You, you it, sat there and told us that you really played old bad. games. Have you really played old games? I... First of all, that. I've been playing for fucking 30 years. Yes, exactly games have gotten I, better. But that's exactly how those games were. Like, the yes, Mar- because Mario. the systems couldn't handle it, but and they got better. Yes, but this isn't trying to be, you know, um, Fallout 4 or whatever. That doesn't this make it good. Trying, this, it just makes it old. But that's it, what it's trying to do. That's the whole point of the game. I know, and it felt shitty. But the okay, delay well, was the, was the normal <laughs> two frames or whatever. No, it was... It, yeah, about two frames, sure. I'm just going to say I don't remember. It takes a long I, time. If, you hadn't, if yeah. you hadn't mentioned it, I would not have Because you haven't noticed. played other platformers recently. So I've played what, Guacamelee what do you think, recently. Yeah, I was gonna say, which is much better. That feels better than... Guacamelee, for I'm not one. saying this feels like the standard, gold standard Guacamelee. All right, Guacamelee. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, don't disagree with that. Everyone should go play Guacamelee. Read the books. But you're and comparing, if you Guacamelee is a much better com- game than this. You, well, you're you're comparing different. a game that's whole purpose is to mimic throwback, you know. Okay, uh, I don't like th- that th- purpose. Th- I think it's garbage. I think that the premise is bad. Okay, that's fine. Th- then that's what you should say. The premise is bad, not okay. the game is bad. You're and then saying the game as a result of the premise, Guacamelee. Guacamele. As okay a result of the premise, the things that they fine. chose to do for this game felt bad. Okay, that's fine. I feel like that's barely an opinion. What part of the controls, like, why, the character felt why did unresponsive. this... 
he really? felt like yes really you know he's, he's well really slow to move playing. i, I want to point yeah, out that he's a freaking that. knight in in like super heavy armor so <laughs> okay. that's kind of the point yeah that doesn't make it fun why did this two frame delay cause you so much angst because when i press the button he doesn't move it feels really sluggish it feels like he's taking his time to get around to moving have you that's why i i just i don't, I don't notice i don't yeah. get it no i i know what will's talking about i, I, I know I, I just i i can't we played the fall which felt way or the movement in the fall felt better than this we played the swapper Ugh. the swapper the movement one. felt better than this i don't i don't i, don't, never, I, I never felt any difference between the, the fall, fall and, and, they, they, and this game. the movement was better than this okay, thing it felt sluggish going around at the massive okay. circle we agree that some people think this is a thing other people with equal amounts of experience don't either don't see it or don't believe there's a difference no, I, we're I not going to get any further. I think we all agree there's a difference. I think it's just that the thing we're, I guess, everybody's talking about is that Will is is faulting the game for the premise of doing this when, and he's saying, well, Guacamole did it better, but they're not going to make, they're not out to make Guacamole. This wasn't, they weren't trying to do Guacamole. Yep. They weren't trying to do any of the the modern 2D, 3D ish platformers. This was meant to have tiebacks as much as possible to the old style where they did things like that. It was a game choice. I mean, you can say, like you said, which is fine. And I, I, I say your opinion's valid. You didn't like the premise of them doing that, but that's not that the game did it wrong. It's that the designers making the game, in your opinion, made a bad choice to do that. Yep. Fair? I think before we go on to the next subject, I could talk a little bit more about the music. The soundtrack was done by Jake Kaufman, also known as Vert, who is a chiptune composer who's done soundtracks such as a bunch of things I've never even heard of. Although Shantae and the Pirate's Curse I've heard of, but only through This Week in Chiptune. There's also, of course... I heard that game was actually pretty good. I've also heard that, but I just kind of heard that in passing. I haven't played it, but I heard people say it. If you go to his Bandcamp, which is, I think, vert.bandcamp.com, you can get the Shovel Knight soundtrack. But perhaps more interestingly, you can get Strike the Earth, Shovel Knight Arranged. Which is like a like a symphony performance of oh, various awesome. songs in the Shovel Knight soundtrack. Um, I've totally had the the da 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 that whole thing stuck in my head all night. It's <laughs> it's a very uh, very faithful rendition. It reminds me of I think it was an extra credits about why video game music, which is just a 10 minute video that posits the theory that because there was much less channels available, melody was much more important. Mm -hmm. And this game's definitely like a sort of a testament of that. Each of the songs is pretty darn catchy. Yeah. Because there's so much I, more. It was just ways of uh, nostalgia running over, like hearing the music and hear not only just also all the sound effects. Yeah, I was just gonna say the sound <laughs> effects too, like to, and like when they bring up the text of people talking. It would yeah. Yeah, like all that as every line's coming in. I'm like, and and like moving and the text the, effects the themselves. Yeah. yeah, those are really cool. Like the wavery ones for yeah. the metallics and the yeah. wobbly for the bold. Yeah, that, that just, was awesome. I, was just like, oh I liked that every night had its own color. Yes, I did like that too. Yeah, 
So the soundtrack is very good. Very good. Not only did the knights have their own color, but also the all of the major places and the the order of no yeah. quarter also had its own color. I just really liked the sound effect of the birds when you were waking up after beating each level. Oh yeah. I really liked that sound effect. Oh, That's the, that yeah. was the only sound in the game that ever stood out to me. It's just oh there's birds. We totally didn't talk about the shield knight falling. Oh, no, yeah. I want to know about that. The the dream sequences. So after you beat certain levels, it wasn't every level, but I uh, think it was every time the fog moved. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, oh. was, you were basically you were by a campfire and you were asleep, and the whole premise of the, of the major part of the story is that he couldn't save Shield Knight from their initial quest. So. Right. In the dream, she's just falling in the sky, and you have control of Sho- Shovel Knight, and you're kind of positioning him to get underneath to catch her. Mm-hmm. And and the first one's really easy. Yeah, because it's 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 slower, and then it gets harder and harder. And yeah, depending on how, like, depending on whether you save her or not, you get more jewels. You know, you could do yeah. more. And there was a couple other ones where you had to fight enemies, and it was like, oh, protect her from the enemies, and you know, they threw a bunch of random enemies at you. So that's what you did. But I'm kind of so, more curious about what it meant. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of... Fighting his demons. I think it was about his regret. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't save her before. He's kind of reliving like the experience. Yeah. Also, Derek didn't know that you could uh, dig up the fire and get more money. I oh, never you didn't know that? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, no, I never saw that until he was playing at my place earlier and I was watching him and was like, Wait, you can you can dig up the fire? What? <laughs> I, I like that about the game. There's parts he's you can just... He's a shield, or he's a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's, a shovel. He's putting I out know, the fire with the shovel. You know, he's you digging never I, did that a comfort? A cat? No, I did, but I always just ran off in the game. Yeah. Like, right after picking up... Yeah, it was probably uh, like, halfway well, through the game the that I started realizing. Yeah, pretty much. I probably could dig that up. More money. Yep, you sure can. Did anybody prioritize the dig up no piles no in a problems. single oh god that was stupid I'm like, <laughs> I was I'm like, like why, why would you, you do spend that? money on that yeah it's like well why? once once that? it was like the last there's thing a, to get there's mm. a shovel upgrade like you can you know you can pick mm-hmm. different buy different shovels and one of the shovels was be able to dig oh, up the piles oh in one shovel Did, instead of the not of the worth it why would you spend <laughs> Did you get to the No the town? one that was the best was That's the one that was like airship one right Oh I yeah, it was like the most expensive. I played no, through I, several I think several a, levels with that. I think that there was an armor that does that. Yeah, it, like it, made, that like, it gave you special yeah. jump animations. And yeah, it I played was an through armor. multiple oh, yeah. levels like that. I, I bought that, saw what it was, and, it and then totally went back pointless. to another one. It was totally pointless, yep. but I liked the alternate jump animation. I bet that was Will's favorite part. Speaking of things, the the relic was the worst one. Was the coin one? What does that even do? I never figured that so out. So what it, it gives so you throw the coin and if it hits the enemy there's a random chance I don't know what the probability that you're going to get like a ton more jewels from killing the enemy. <laughs> so it's just like there's a random chance what? you get a ton of money. But most of the time it just fails. If it kills them, if the coin kills them or yeah, just well, afterwards could, if you kill the thing. Yeah, you throw the coin at it and it does very small damage. So okay. You can you know if you kill you know wow. finish him off with that. There All is right. also a trophy that you have to uh, you can also deflect the coin so like you throw the coin at the enemy it'll bounce back at you you can hit it again and keep bouncing it and there's, <laughs> there's a trophy like do it re- ricochet it like five times in a row that was my most I was like oh that was the equivalent of the buy the armor that does nothing <laughs> I, cost I you, loved like, that armor 7,000 or whatever 8,000 you know, 8, it was yeah. the most expensive uh, yeah. thing at the at the merchant did you get all the achievements Brian? It's, no no, I, I being it under an hour and a half and beating it with I, without I, dying. I, I could probably get it under an hour and a half, but that's you got to really just. Well, if you playing. do it under an hour and a half, you probably did it without dying. Yeah, um, that's probably a thing. 
But the dying doesn't really. I imagine. I don't know. But I it imagine sets you back to the to whatever the last checkpoint was. Yeah, but the checkpoints. As long as you're getting the checkpoints, they usually not. In later levels, they're kind of. Kind of, of times. In, le- in later levels, they're kind of farther apart. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you probably so could only die of like checkpoints. Times, but I think you could. Did you guys uh, destroy mo- most of the checkpoints as you're going? I didn't even know that be? you could destroy them until I accidentally hit one, and it. And it cracked. I'm like, oh, mm. oh crap! What would happen if I destroyed it? And I asked Eric. He's like, oh, you get money, but then it stops being a checkpoint. I only did that because there's again a trophy to beat, and you know you have to beat any level with destroying all checkpoints. I did it a few times in the beginning, and then cl- as I got close to the end, I needed those checkpoints. Yeah, well, yes. that's that's where you, uh, like. Oh, so the I'm achievement. Sure I did it, and that's where I'm sure everybody else did it. So, so the achievement trophy. is for any level, not just like, any level, not like all of them. No, no. I think okay. there. So well, there is a trophy. I think for playing through the entire game and destroying all. Oh, the maybe, maybe the I entire don't thing, remember if that was a, tro- a trophy or not. That might make. Sense. That would make sense. It sounds like something they would do, but. But that's probably easy to, to get if you can get the, the yeah. checkpoints as well. Yeah, so I thought that it was how quickly you got through that specific section of the level. What did every, anybody else think? I just thought that it was always set to be a certain type. Like, it, I was assuming that they'd simply said, okay, well... Checkpoint this, 4 is orange. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But um, I remember specifically that the final checkpoint before the final boss was a big, pinky, glowy type one that must have given you the the 200 gold gem. Oh, so that makes sense. Actually. And I did not get through there quickly. I thought it was the amount of health you lost in that section. What are we even talking hmm. about? We're talking Sorry, about the checkpoints. The, the checkpoint. The yeah. color of the flame and the checkpoints. Oh, you didn't, didn't notice that? that was a thing. It emulates. Or you it, didn't notice it that it was like different the gems. I, I don't. Oh, I'm, no, I did not notice. Okay, all right, Brian. Uh, I never really thought about it that hard, honestly. Okay, so what's the? I noticed it, but I was just kind of. I remember seeing green and. I kind of figured probably kind of what Derek was saying is probably based off of time because they did you know have a time for how long it took you and I imagine if you destroy them like a par time like if you yeah if you're doing well they probably and you destroy them all right so depending on the color of the flame it depended on what type of treasure that would drop from it but. The actual flame color was decided by the next area that was ahead of you. So it actually, depending if it was a higher color, so like a more valuable flame, then it was a more difficult yep. section. Oh, was be the next that makes sense. That, that makes sense. Because it makes more point. Yeah, you get more okay. reward yeah. for destroying it. So it was more reward for destroying it. Random. Yeah. So yeah, it is systemic. Like, they they designed big balls. where they would be go. Here's 500 points. Cool. Yeah. Right, so, and you had to hit uh, the checkpoints three times before they'd break. Yep. So yeah, they, they tried to do that, yeah, to try and make it so you couldn't just like jump up and accidentally, accidentally swing yeah, through it. Like you had to, you had you had to, to do try. it two more times. You had to mean to destroy to Make them. sure that you effed up. Yeah. So we've already kind of alluded to some of the games that this took cues from or, or throwbacks from. Games I have on our list here Mega Man. Mega Man, the ma- whole Mega Man series, DuckTales, some of the Super Mario Brothers series, mm-hmm. especially probably Super oh. Mario Brothers 3. Thought. Castlevania, obviously. Vert also did mm-hmm. at least one of the songs from the DuckTales Remastered soundtrack. Nice. Yacht Club, part of the group, I think. Some of their people worked on DuckTales, as I recall. Interesting. At least the remastered one. Yeah. Um, maybe not. I don't think the original, but um, Castlevania. That's interesting. Where do you see the Castlevania? Oh, just I mean, the I know the very. Platform, but like, is there anything specific, or just the fact that it's a two pl- D platformer? Mm, just kind of. Oh, I can, aesthetic is what I'm thinking. I can think of something. So you had the purple 
I don't know what they were, like pickaxes or something. You threw it up, and it was in an arc, and it seemed like one of the weapons from Castlevania that oh, you can get. The holy, oh, the yeah. holy water you can throw? Yeah, it's like the arky. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was the only comparison okay. that I could see. But yeah, I, I really liked the, uh, some of the transitions between sections in the level. It was, had a really strong Mega Man feel. Yes, it did. Mega Man was... DuckTales and Mega Man were clearly the top two. Yeah. But Final like, Fantasy, the original... It's a little bit of Super yes, Mario. Uh, the world yes, the, world the, the overworld with Super Mario, some of the try-and-try-again try mechanics. The popping up enemies. Final Fantasy with the towns, the way that you had this town structure where you went to this town and then you bought... Like, you had the RPG elements where you would upgrade your character. Oh, 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 the towns. They reminded me most of Link's Adventure because, you know, the second Zelda game, because in that game yeah, you had all these different villagers who were just randomly passing and they never had a set place and it was the same thing here in shovel knight hmm. yeah airships i guess you'd give final fantasy that one right yep or so that air, though the propeller man uh, is very reminiscent of a mega man um mega man x there's air, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to say airman i think or, it's a woodman or leafman one of those two is the one that i was thinking as i was playing yeah Oh, um, but there's a clearly there is a boss that exactly almost exactly that has you fight him he does the same thing he has the things where he can blow you across the stage and things exactly like that. Gust man. Anything else? Any other games that we think took inspiration from? I was really looking for the Power Rangers reference, but I didn't find any. Sad face. Major bummer. So Derek, you said you had some rage moments in this game. Oh yeah. Like I said, I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not very familiar with games of this type. I mean. I have spent my entire gaming career playing 3D games for the most part. I mean, a, f- a few 2D games. Of course, I've played my Pokemons and junk like that. Junk They're, like that. Junk well, like then. that. I'm sorry. I'm Good not heavens. actually a fan of Pokemon anymore. Mm. Um, Fell out of oh, love, have we? Yeah. Because he's older than nine. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of it. Zing. I remember specifically there were several points where I was not expecting... Uh, it was mostly over bottomless pits. Those were my rage moments. <laughs> there were the enemies <laughs> that would blow you back and, and I you simply just go into the bottomless pit yep and, and then you couldn't get the your treasure back I didn't yeah. like the things that you or when you had to pogo on the book to make platforms appear oh, I, I like that, that. <laughs> that was I was actually pretty good at that. that that was fun I was like that's such a throwback that's so that was that's really such good. a thing that they did Why in DuckTales all the time book because it makes pogo. no sense, like but that's spells. the point. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes no sense. Like, okay, you pogo on a book, and then that creates platforms that you can go. Okay, so don't you ever just pogo your way through the library? Was just it? Go uh, just go with it. Was it? I forgot the night stage that had this, but there was one that had relatively close to the beginning of the game that had timed yep. fires that you had to was either run across. Yeah. yeah. Which level? They had was? a couple of those. Wait, was that there. was Plague Man, the Explodatorium, I think. Yes, actually, yes. Okay, so yep. so the Explodatorium with Plague Knight. More than once, I had to you know jump from one platform to the next, and then there would be a, an enemy that would come and knock me back into the fire, <laughs> and then off into the bottomless. <laughs> those bed. stupid exploding rats. Ah, oh, the oh, exploding rats. rats. Those were awful. <laughs> oh my they, god. The rats pissed me off. Plague, uh, yeah. Plague Knight's level those is probably Those are the moments where I wish I had the yeah. armor that stopped. That's the only one I... S- yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's where it's used for. I did not have that armor. <laughs> Plague Knight was the only one that I just quit and was like, I'll do this later. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that too. Hmm, that's interesting. Anything else, Derek? No, mostly fallen down pits. I did, pits. I did appreciate that you could use your shovel to grab like the bags. Oh, yeah. Of loot. That oh, was useful. Like oh, yeah, if yeah. you were standing just far enough yeah. away, you could yes. swing and you collect the item. You yep. could also yep. use that was, the I gotcha. fishing 
to get your bags. You, know? you could? Is that a bigger what? range than your sweat? Wait, what? Or than your shovel? Like, if you fell down a pit. The fuck? Then you oh could use the. God. That should have been so obvious. That's what? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Definitely that's, never tried that. Yeah, no. I, that's I never awesome. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. Pro that's tip. cool. When I finish the game, I will use that. Yep. Because right. I, I foresee about 200 more deaths. Yeah, definitely. Why don't you talk to us about the whole Kickstarter? initiative so how the, how this game came to be and you know from kickstarter so i don't know if i have a super long history in it i do remember when the project originally launched which was back uh in march of 2013 i thought it was just interesting because it was kind of at a time where keep in mind two over two years ago a uh, kickstarter wasn't necessarily being used for everything and it showed that there were still people and especially people probably of most of our age groups that have some disposable income that wanted to see a title like this make a comeback. Do you remember if this was pre or post? Um, um, and it blew past its expectations. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pre- Do you remember if this was before or after Broken Age? Uh, Double Fine Adventure? I That is a good I want to say it was before Broken Age, but... Broken Age. But Broken Age was a, the example of... A huge game that all of a sudden got a lot of popularity all on Kickstarter, where Kickstarter was kind of this little dinky thing, and you know, little companies were doing it before. So Broken that, Age was like this cavalcade of success. Well, yeah. What I'm trying yeah. to say is, I'm, I'm I think watershed moment. I'm gonna. I would so broke. So uh, Broken Age was uh, Bro- was the Double Fine one or the original Double Fine one? Yes, Double yes, Fine Adventure. That it one was, was in 2012. In, yeah, March 14, 2012 was and when this it was, was uh, 2013. Funded. So slightly after. Okay. Just to cover a little bit more on the Kickstarter. So originally they had only asked for $75,000 and they ended up grossing, I guess, 311000 which is kind of impressive when you look at how many people actually backed it. So it was only 14,000 people backing it for over three hundred grand. Plus it's so not like, like a lot of the ones you see that are hugely overfunded or, or guys that have been like Igarashi or Inafune or... Ukulele. Yeah, you, the old guys sure, from Rare, yeah. Is that a real thing? I thought that was a parody. No, ukule- ukulele. Ukulele? <laughs> no, it's... Okay. Like those are industry veterans that you know people are just going to back. This group, Yacht Club, is like, who the fuck was Yacht Club? People didn't know that and they're just making some original IP game that's based off... That's awesome. I mean, that's, a, that's really that actually a for pretty neat this, thing. You know? yeah. But it, I thought it's the one thing that it showed to me was that you can have a pretty niche audience of you know 15,000 people that are willing to fund something for this. So it's not like you hear about games these days about what success is or probably the most classic interpretation of success in the past few years has been Square Enix and Tomb Raider selling a so couple million stupid. copies and then saying it's not enough. And yeah. it's like, well, <laughs> these these 15,000 people funded this game and it was enough to get it made. I mean, you look at it like the people who played these games and, and going around this room, like not everybody was so far back, but everybody was at least even Derek said, original Ocarina of Time. So people had this nostalgia for these old games and now we're old enough where we have disposable income that we can fund something with like ukulele. Like we people remember Banjo Kazooie and they have now money that they can say, Hey, you know what? I'll give you some money, go make Banjo Kazooie and don't call it Banjo Kazooie. So yeah, and the, kind of awesome so the crew from Yacht Club, we, which like, you alluded to earlier, was actually mm-hmm. um, some people from Way Forward games. Oh yeah, and Way Forward, right, yeah. if I recall correctly, did a couple of the Castlevania games. 
There it goes again. Yeah, so they uh, so part of the stretch goals, they had three different DLCs planned um, as playable bosses, and the first one that is supposed to be released in Q2 of 2015 um, is you get to play as Plague Knight yep. and experience a little bit of that. Another one you get to play as Shield Knight, which yeah. is going to be really cool. So I say there's uh, Do you guys <laughs> three of them planned currently, but Plague Knight's the only one announced with a with a kind of date set out there, or at least tentative. But I'll be curious, especially since it is free. It's not paid yeah, DLC, so it should be too. free to everyone that already owns the game, which yep. is pretty cool. Q2 2015 is running out. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, I was say, it will have to be out pretty soon. A lot of indies, you know, and especially Kickstarters, you know, they just... ETA it's, dates. It's like, <laughs> it's a suggestion yeah. that it's Q2 2015? Not, it's not a complete... Yeah, exactly. Uh, what were you going to say, Will? Um, it's interesting that because this is such a small studio, they're rolling this game out really slowly what was it almost a year after the initial Wii release that the PS4 and Xbox releases came around and it sounds like this DLC is going to be another couple yeah. months after that it's interesting that I, I'm kind of surprised that this game still feels relevant I'm wondering if that's, some of that is because of the timeless nature of its style or just that because they're slowly rolling things out and keeping it in the news that's how or kind of a combination of all of the above I just find it really th- odd for example Sim City which was a much bigger game had a ex- expansion pack that nobody was talking about and every time th- this the developers from Yacht Club sneeze you hear about it on every video game I think a lot of blog. people were a lot more th- passionate about this game when it came out yeah well I, I think yeah. Yeah, I think it touches a nostalgia niche, niche niche that people had. You know, I mean, SimCity. Okay, they those games came out maybe not you know not I'd say like a yearly basis, but they came out fairly regular, and people had been playing them. Uh, even when was the last one before it? A decade before. Okay. Yeah, okay. it was but, quite okay. a while. But it's more like what did you, what did you play six What did we play six months ago? Nobody's talking about these games anymore. When was the last time you heard sure. anybody talk about part of kind of the Shadow of Mordor? That came out around like, the same time. I, I, think I was just going to say, I think it's hitting kind of during the zeitgeist of when this style of games and people kind of looking back. And I guess it probably doesn't hurt it that there's not a ton of huge titles that are hitting any of these other consoles right now either. I mean, there's a lot of news cycles are being taken up by games like Ukulele or by games like Iga and what he's bringing with kind of bringing back some Castlevania type titles where this type of title is what's speaking to the people that are reading the media, listening to these types of podcasts and trying to consume it. So I think it just kind of, I think it's a little bit of everything to your point, Will, where it's a a timeless type game where if it comes out two years apart from each other or two years since announcement, the graphics aren't going to change because they're modeled as such to be of a timeless And this was almost ahead of its time, this Kickstarter retro game. Like it's coming out now. And it's like, that is trending upwards in the news and it has been since last year. And this game's part of it, but it's not the only thing that's keeping that as a hot topic in the press. No, and it's kind of cool to see a game that was talked about in 2013. I mean, obviously a lot of these Kickstarter campaigns are started at the conception of a title as opposed to 70 or 80% through development and saying like, you know, Fallout 4, we're going to get an announcement and the game will probably be out within six months of that announcement, realistically, which means it's probably 85, 90% done at this point when it's already being announced, where this was kind of 
hey, here's the concept. Here's some stuff that we've already worked on, but we have a long. Here's some to concept go. art. Is pretty much all we got from, from right. Shovel Knight. And the other part is that we're used to these AAA studios putting out AAA games pretty much on a yearly basis, whereas we don't really see at the same time expecting smaller indie niche artisan studios to not be as, as proliferous and just focus on a game or maybe two games on the outside like Double Fine Productions where it, they they really focus on that one game for a really long time and they give you updates because it was on Kickstarter they give you up constant updates on their progress and maybe early access to those that, that have it. And it's part of that, that commu- constant communication that keeps it in the news and keeps it fresh and also, there's a lot of features that are missing in the sense that they're never going to be there. There's never going to be a multiplayer Shovel Knight. There's never going to be a common store for, for the play to, the free-to-play games. There's not going to be all these other features that we have come to kind of get used to, but maybe not really enjoy or like in these type of games. So it's a combination of the fact that these are underdogs that we're rooting for and the fact that there is the nostalgia factor and the fact that these quote-unquote features are missing that we really want this type of game to succeed because that's the kind of game that we really want to play. We don't want to get badgered yeah, on for, for pretty, uh, to buy a dollar to continue playing a game or have to have uh, a super successful launch in the case of SimCity so that you can experience all the world building and multiplayer aspects of it. It's just, I want to play a game, I want to spend hours and hours on it on my own, and not be bothered. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of fat here. Yeah. It's clearly what's in the game should be there. It has a purpose. I think to what to Will was saying before, you mentioned like, oh, wh- why do these games that we played six months ago, Mordor, for instance, why does it come and go? The games that we play now, you know, whether they're um, they're big, even some of the, the current, you know, modern indies, they you play a lot of the same functionality in the games that really change it up are the games that people are like wow look at this game they did something completely different that's why i really like the game that's the game they talk about but look at like a mortar the nemesis system that's what people love the best about that game but you look at the rest of the game open world well there's a million open world games the combat very reminiscent of batman combat which is coming out again a lot of the stuff you're like oh well they did this this and this well yeah so does game x y and z also does that so that's why when game y comes out three months after, say, Mordor, you're just like, oh, okay, well, now I'm playing game one. I'm playing The Witcher, and I forget about Mordor. Whereas Shovel Knight is basically taking games that you haven't played in so long because publishers are afraid to put them out because people weren't buying them anymore, which is also what Craig was saying, which he was bringing up Igarashi. So he's doing his Kickstarter. And during his Kickstarter thing, he was interviewing, and they were asking, like, okay, why are you doing a Kickstarter? And he said, well, I went to Konami, and I said, I want to build... Fucking Konami. I want to build... <laughs> Castlevania, Metroidvania game. And they just basically flat out told him no. Because well, they Konami don't, doesn't make video games anymore. Well, even if it's it, not Konami. It, it, uh, Inafume. It Inafume, was, yeah, I was going to say it was some other publishers. Like he's like, I want to make Mega Man. And they're just like, well, no, we're not making Mega Man games because they don't want to put them, they don't want to publish these games anymore. The, the reason they don't want to so, publish is because as far as Capcom is concerned, there is no market for a Mega yeah, Man game. exactly. No, for video games. Capcom doesn't, or, sorry. Konami doesn't play video games. How do they continue to think that with even the Kickstarter for Shovel Knight? That's what Shovel Knight So there's you, a margin that, like, for... Th- and things like ukulele. They show you that there is well, a market. Well, exactly. 
as long but as it doesn't get oversaturated. It's on its way. But it's the YouTuber podcast thing. If you find 20,000 people, you can make a niche and make a living for yourself if you're one guy with Definitely. a recorder in your bathroom. What do you think, Greg? So that's the difference, right? Is that a Kickstarter or something like this where it's going to a small development team, they might make enough and be like, yep, mm-hmm. it's good enough for us, for a company that's responsible to shareholders. Even though it could be successful and profitable, if it's not making enough profit, then it's just not worth it. You just might as well not Book make that, that little bit of money and go after something else that you Tomb can make Raiders, a lot more. Tomb Raider's a great example. Tomb Raider didn't make... Tomb Raider made its money back, but it didn't make enough for the four failures that it was also supposed to support. Yep. Not only that, if you're a company like Capcom, you're not going to give $300,000 to a couple of guys in in a basement, apologies to the actual developers, to make an 8-bit game because you want to give all of your money, like $100 million for for the regular AAA titles, to make another actual Mega Man. In Capcom's, and same with Konami, in their case, it's not, they're not going to, say, like Yacht Club or some small... We were talking about Inafune, we're talking about Igarashi, guys that are all the way at the top of the No, I know that. So we're not even talking that, they're, that it was like Yacht Club coming to them and asking them to make Mega Man or, or, or Castlevania. It's guys that are at Kojima, same thing. Like, guys that are at the top of the development. Yes, but... And if, they won't even give them money to make a game. Um, all I'm saying is that even if Hideo Kojima or Inafune, like he did, went to Capcom and said, hey, I want to make a Mega Man, the conversation probably went like, how much money do you want? It's like, oh, $30 million. Capcom says no. Whereas, you know, he went to Kickstarter and got, I don't know, 10 or whatever. I don't even think it went that far. I think it was, hey, what's up, Inafune? I want to make a Capcom game. Door slammed in the face. <laughs> I don't, Remember. Think, I don't even well, think they went by now. What, what I'm trying to get at is is that in, in order for Capcom or any of these uh, larger publishers to make a game, what they have in their mindset is that they're going to have to yeah. spend tens or even possibly hundreds of millions of dollars to create a AAA title they want return on in a three-year time frame, and they want a 2 or 2-3x two, return on that investment. Yeah. And this type of niche, hyper-nostalgic, small indie production is not going to cut it for them. Go ahead, Nate. Last word. Go back in time to 2007, 2008, 2006. Don't remember the year. This trailer, the launch trailer for The Last Guy. Has anyone seen this? I know Craig That's has. so where it's good. it's very abundantly clear. Okay, first, <laughs> everyone should watch that and experience that moment in, in indie gaming where Sony was just like, I guess we'll fly a couple hundred thousand dollars to two dudes in a yurt in, what were they, Nepal? Wait, for what game? The, the Last, last guy. guy. The Last I'm Guy. Never heard of it. The Last Guy is still to date the weirdest game I've ever played, and a lot of that comes out of watching the trailer where there's two dudes in a yurt with, like, a goat that they talk in the development interview about how, yeah, that's our goat. He gives us milk. (laughs) And it's very clear that I think Sony literally Uh, just airdropped a bag of money and a development kit to these guys that have either never played video games before or, like, definitely hadn't done development before. So there was a moment in time where companies like Sony were willing to throw a bit of money at... Yeah, some pocket change. Studios some that were rather, nothing. And yeah. they, I, don't, I don't know what their return was. It probably wasn't that great, but well, that, it did happen. I mean, with those games, I'm sure they're only giving... The, but that's so cool. Is, is huge Companies money, can do that. They're probably only giving them, like, maybe a... Probably like Kickstarter, maybe probably a couple hundred thousand. It's, maybe they're giving them two hundred thousand. Like, it's advertising budget. This is easy for them. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah. Like, both, comp- both, like both big companies Igarashi, are doing that right now. Kojima, What's your... they're talking. You're talking 
you know, because we're sitting here talking about examples of publishers not going to small people with big, like with tiny, with relatively tiny budgets. There was a time where that happened. That is possible. Well, Sony had the pub fund. I think they still do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, games I like that, that about come Sony. And ID at Xboxes. Um, Xboxes. Yep. Axiom Verge came out in pub no, fund. But no, no, no. But There's those are a different. Shit ton of games coming out in ID at Xbox. Yeah, but those are different. Those are brand new IP, which is kind of what, or it is what Shovel Knight is for. But what I'm trying to get at is that we want these yeah. old games we that, want old remakes of yeah. old ip that existing companies don't want to share at least i want an actual canon mega man let's talk some general you know our, our thoughts on final thoughts on the game and if you want to give a, a rating score feel free i'll go first here um so yeah this game was just amazing like my hat's off to yacht club they they did exactly what they went out and set out to do they said that, look, you know, there's these old platformer games that we haven't seen in a while, and we're making that game. We're not making games there today. We're not. That's not our goal. Our goal is to make games that have reminiscent of old games, and I think they did that really well. I thoroughly enjoyed the game. I felt like I was playing back in those games, like even like the spikes, and like you would just touch the spike in one little pixel, and you're dead, and you're like... You know, if that was real life, that's not going to kill... I touched the... Like, some of the times the spikes were, on, like, on a wall and you were falling and you would touch the top of it. I'm like, I didn't even hit the spiky part of that and I'm dead. But I just love that. that I'm like, that's exactly right. And then there's parts where you're jumping and you have to do all these crazy jumps and pogo off things to hit other things. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, this game was really good. And I'm sure people listening enjoy it as well. Tell your friends that if they haven't played this, go out and buy it. Support Yard Club. They deserve everything, every penny they get from this game. Yeah, I really enjoyed this game. I thought it was a lot of fun to, well, to die a lot, to be honest with you. I yeah. am one of those. That's an interesting yeah. you, like games, like yeah. you like games where you die a lot, don't yeah. you? I played all the way through Dark Souls 2 with Esteban. And, uh, Did you play Hotline Miami? I have played Hotline Miami, yes. I... I mean, I, a game. It's fun to die. I enjoy games that are willing to say, hey, you fucked this up, stop fucking it up, and that's it. <laughs> and I, you know, I found the combat a lot of fun. I thought some of the relics were a lot of fun to use. I'm just going to give it a score. I would give it a 8 or a 9 out of 10. Do you want to split the Which difference? Say eight, eight, eight and a half. <laughs> sure, eight and a half. Okay. Because uh, obviously it was not perfect. There were rage moments there were a couple times where I felt like maybe it wasn't actually my fault, but it probably was. And personally, I'm kind of a stickler when it comes to pixels not being on the grid. <laughs> That's nice. just a personal thing. So, yeah. Otherwise, I liked the art style. Nice. Will, 0.0. <laughs> Surprising no one didn't like it. Although, I definitely appreciated quite a lot of it about the game, particularly the ending. I was really glad that they... They went there and didn't make it the same old white male saves the princess type of How do you story. know he's white? Oh, we don't. Said they didn't go there. Oh, there you go. My bad. Yep. We don't know he's not white. And kind of in my grumpy nature, I've been thinking, how low a score do I? can I give this thing? <laughs> oh my night? god. <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, I think as low as I am actually comfortable giving this thing is 6.5. It was still 
it still did everything that it was still a functional game a lot of my problems were with the control actually you know what make it a seven M- most of my problems were with the controls okay. and apparently i didn't even realize you could just fix it so <laughs> so um, he's, faulting, he, he's faulting a game for the fact that he didn't know he could fix controls that I, were right you can't fix a lot so but you can fix the, the the association of the buttons yeah so you know what yeah seven sounds about right for me the things that a 2d platformer ha- can do i've seen much better examples of that recently and so this felt painful when i was playing it i did appreciate some of the things they were doing and so that's why i feel like a seven i spend a lot of time in my life thinking about the moments in gaming that i've missed especially throughout the 90s i was into video games ever since i was very young and i always played games on the pc my first console was the original xbox and i didn't even get that all that close to launch there is oftentimes moments where i wonder what i've missed and what key references i'm missing and quite often it slaps me in the face that there is quite a few of them one of the things i like most about this game is that it's very clearly a way to get in touch with some of those moments of gaming without actually going back to things that don't really feel playable to me as someone who missed out on that entire generation and those entire moments of time where you know people that were there at the time really experienced something that i didn't i think that this game is really cool for that and it's very clearly very respectful of those origins and i really like just experiencing that i think it's awesome that it was put to a team that was so well qualified to handle it and i think everything they did about it was very well implemented even all the little subsystems were just they all kind of worked together everything was put together with lots of thought and care and i think the game really shines as a result of that i remember first seeing the marketing and being like shovel knight that's silly but then i mean you know i heard those i heard those soundtrack songs and i was like well if the game's anywhere near as catchy as the soundtrack and then you know here we are today and it is it's pretty good it's definitely highly recommended how about you esteban no, no score. score for give you. it a seven no score didn't finish <laughs> oh that's fair um yet i'm really enjoying this game and even though I did kind of rage quit last night for a bunch <laughs> ah. of different reasons, uh, I'm really enjoying the the pacing. I think yeah. I just had a, a slightly wrong mindset yesterday, and that's my own fault. But when I started, picked it back up today, I, I really enjoyed the pacing, and I really enjoyed all the challenges, and I, I felt that that if uh, if I just kept trying it, I would eventually finish it. And, I would, and that's, uh, that's a really good feeling from a 2D platformer, because my... Yeah my usual mindset with these is that yes they are really fun but oh my god are they frustrating welcome to the the 2d platform (laughs) yeah i know i know i know but but this one feels a little different it feels where it it feels balanced enough where again if if you just keep trying it it's 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 there it's you you can do it and uh you know the the, the storyline so far is really awesome. The style is is beautiful. Good it's, variety. It, it has really good variety. It you know you see everything from forests to creepy dungeons to underwater, which I guess is a staple. To uh, you know eventually I'll get I'll get to the to the ice and the, and the air st- stages. Fire. After hearing you talk about the fire one, I'm kind of dreading it, but oh well. <laughs> It's not that bad. No, it's not actually. All right. For, for lava stages, it's actually. But yeah, it's 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 all there. the The chip tunes so far are by far amazing. They are. They're good. They're really good. And again, the sound effects, the art style, the visuals, the graphics, the, the even the control scheme. Once I realized that it, the reason why it was yeah. up and X in my case 
the the special control is like oh wait a second why 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 can't they use another one of the buttons that i have on oh because they're emulating an an nes controller i like this game even more now and yeah it's just those those feelings of nostalgia that that it evokes is uh one they're really hard to do because a lot of other games try to go there but fall flat on the execution fail miserably whereas this one i think is definitely hitting all the right notes and i am looking forward to finishing it i'm going to give it an eight and a half out of ten same as derek craig to you yeah so i want to bring us back to when we first decided that this was going to be a title that we we're going to play for for this podcast and brian originally posted his thoughts on what we would all think about the game uh, before any of us had even played it uh, so his comments around Nate were that he would enjoy the chiptune-style music. I think that's fairly accurate. For Esteban, the RPG-style action, although I don't think there's much role-playing elements. I think the action elements probably seems accurate. There are some, but yes. For Mr. Will Atkinson... Yeah, pretty accurate. Nothing. And I quote, I'm Will and I hate all games. <laughs> that's, that is that does check out for myself. <laughs> that checks uh, out. The yeah. side-scrolling action. Um, I love when the screen swaps and you're still the, the takes, like running animation is playing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. I love it when you use the like three-second invincibility. It essentially freezes the game. And at least for me, when when I'm in panic mode because I'm going, I'm about to die. I hit the damn thing like five times, and I slowly see myself falling down the screen. And yeah. Uh, it's just delayed the inevitable and it's so beautiful i think that brings it to where i truly do appreciate the game that it's not excruciatingly challenging and it doesn't treat the word that this is an accessible title to people that maybe haven't become experts at some of the games that clearly influenced what this brought to us it kept it fair. I never thought that there was a point where, even though I was getting to the point of frustration and getting to rage quit, that it was the game's fault. And I thought that that was something that it taught me as someone playing games, where most of the games I've been playing over the past few years haven't been this style. It's been story-based. It's been stuff like The Last of Us, or it's been shooters that kind of handhold you throughout the experience. And having something of this made me want to dip my toe further into the pool, to say. It made me a little bit more interested in trying some of the other 2D platformers that are coming out. Interested in Axiom Verge, or even something like Dark Souls or Bloodborne, where the challenge in the game isn't necessarily by just throwing more enemies at you, but it's by mastering what the skills that are needed to perform the actions. And that's something that I appreciated. Also, for someone that hasn't been a kind of avid fan of chiptune music, the soundtrack to this damn thing got me good. I could not stop listening to the music. I, I would literally just <laughs> go back to the town, go to the music box, dude, just play music, and then I just go do things around the house. Just watch us playing the music in the background. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, nice. I, was, I actually looked it up um, you know? as we've been recording. I was like, I need to buy the soundtrack. And sure enough, you can buy it from the guy's website on Bandcamp. And yeah, you pay what you want for it. Bandcamp. Awesome. So that's, that's, but if you're someone that is yeah, nervous dope. about getting involved in a title like this, some a 2D platformer, you don't really have experience with the genre, I think this is a really good jumping off point. I think it's something that anyone could find enjoyment in unless your name happens to be will and your last name starts with an a in which case you might be screwed yeah yeah that is sorry will arnold 
that is one thing about this game that it is definitely more accessible to people who have never played 2D platform. Like, if you were, if you just woke up one day and you had never played something like this, you know, like a 2D platform, and you're just like, I want to play a 2D platformer. I heard that the game, that this whole style was cool. Going back to the old games, like if you played like the original Mega Man or even Mega Man 2 and 3, Castlevania. Oh Symphony God, of Castlevania the Night. 2 or... You're not gonna get past the first level. Yeah, you're. You, you want to. You want to talk about like hearing guys here, like you know, on our podcast, talk about rage quit. Like those games, you will rage quit. Like this game is much more accessible, and I, I think that's also a good, a good point by Craig about how it keeps people who may not be so willing to give these type of games the time to continue. It keeps them in there because you have that. You have that thing like I can do this. I can beat this. I, mean, I can remember like Ninja Gaiden. There's parts in the game where the only way to continue on the level is to do like crazy stuff. Like one, you had to jump in, basically almost jump into an enemy, get hit, so that it would knock you onto another platform while you were invincible. Because when you get hit, you're you have like the two seconds of invulnerability, and that was the only way. And you just had to keep doing it until you could figure it out. And every time you die, you start all the way back at the beginning of the, you know, so there's no, like, in this game where you have, like, checkpoints, there was no checkpoints. It was just hours of just figuring it out. This game much more forgiving, which is a, another great thing that they added. So uh, any any other thoughts we might have missed, or are we good? did have one kind of little go back. Go ahead, Will. I think it's interesting. I feel like they used the trophy system to replace the... I'm a poor kid, I can only buy one thing, I'm going to keep figuring out what sh- cool shit I can do with this game. What do you guys think about that? Hmm, yeah, it, it definitely, yes. And I and I definitely yes. sympathize, because I had a grand total of like three games and I can only remember two for the SNES. So yes, I did everything that I could on those games. And, and the trophy system here seems geared towards that. The feats are things like beat the game without dying beat it in under an hour and a half or dig up the campfire they have the campfires dude 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 i bet you i could go through and beat this whole game only using the red armor well maybe you could maybe you could yeah go for it yeah no that's crazy i'll show you a week later i heard that if you beat the game only using backward attacks then you'll go shield knight takes off her armor at the end oh god yeah (laughs) i heard that too (laughs) <laughs> Craig heard that he's shaking his head because he found out it's not true my uncle's a developer it's true <laughs> oh alright guys that's all I got alright uh, well I think that about wraps us up outro this brings us to the end of another awesome episode of the Emotive Pixels podcast if you want more from us you can find us on iTunes and at our webpage www.emotivepixelspodcast.com you can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash emotivepixels or follow us on Twitter at emotivepixels and as always keep, keep on playing, playing.